Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch live. Served hot. Like Pop-Tarts, Dolan. I don't know if he's listening. But, you know, <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> I just kind of felt like this Pop-Tart thing needs to be addressed. Rick Darry here, Captain Brunch. Being joined as always by co-host Destin Sokolow Frazier. Who bought nine guns from different places in his house. No, I'm kidding. That's the way to live, man. In, in, in the mean streets of Georgia. And you gotta re and, and you gotta reenact shit that's never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Shout out to the bot too that's slapping people down faster than we're able to actually see it. <laughs> Hilarious. Y'all don't understand. This generation's bot does not fuck around. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So yeah, tonight we're going to this is basically the Royal Rumble go home show which means that we're beginning the road to Wrestlemania Bobby Lashley this is where the yep, road to Wrestlemania is you know it's the Royal yep, Rumble which means pee before we get in the car cause we're not <laughs> stopping yeah so this is pretty much it and we're gonna go over the predictions of the night as we always do our annual tradition and of course this upcoming Saturday we'll be in the chat room doing a watch along for the entire event so come hang out for that. But yeah, it's WrestleMania season officially. We're going to see what happens, who goes where, and finally get things all ironed out. Yep. Fletch, what's going on, buddy? What's up, brother? How are you doing today? Hope you're having a good evening. How have your stream been going lately? Oh, I've seen them. They've been fun. I haven't really seen much of anything lately but my own content, sadly enough. It's always on the fence. <laughs> That's because you live here. So it's, it's, it's different. Yeah, this is my house. You don't understand, like, that's his shoot bed. Okay. Fallen Order. I gotta go back to that. I bought that, like, at launch the Deluxe Edition, and then I just never played after, like, the first stream, which I'm grateful because now we have more advanced consoles and stuff. It probably looks gorgeous. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's something that we weren't getting. We were getting frame rate and loading. The loading were as long as the game sometimes, you know? Insane. So, speaking of games, WWE 2K23 has given us some new information and a couple of video trailers, right? Yep, screenshots, the whole nine. I'm already excited. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna be looking for the first time with you guys. Oh, I think there's one particular thing you might be able to guess what it is. I'm so excited for, but I won't spoil it. Oh wait. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, um, can I get a selfie with you guys? Of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hey. Wait, they can see me? So 
So that's the uh, that's the first trailer that they that they put out. We'll get to the next yep. one in a little bit here. I'm gonna drop that one in the chat room for you guys. That care they can see him, you know, which is very different from the weekly show that I watch. So they've already uh, improved in that aspect. I can't see him. I love, when was last time I love how him? they took that running gag and added it into the trailer. I mean, it's art imitating life. When can you? It really him? is. <laughs> he was on SmackDown once in a year. You literally can't see this guy at this point. You know, I said years ago on this very show, back when everyone was shitting on Cena and most older demographic part of the Cena sucks uh, generation, that just like Stone Cold and everybody else, that when he's gone, they're going to want him back and they're going to start kissing his ass because people said the same thing about Austin and Rock. They always get tired of the top guy. And now here we are in the air I thought we'd be in. We're Cena's over. Now you want the top guy to be here and he's like, no. Never realized Think how I'm good c- you had it until you didn't have it anymore, right? It's like when your favorite brand of ice cream gets discontinued. You wish you had it now, but you don't got it anymore. So, yeah, he's the cover guy like we spoke about last week. So, from what we're seeing here, there's a version of the game called the WWE 2K23 Icon Edition. Uh, they're supposed to have a bunch of extra stuff inside of it. This is coming up for all, yeah. all consoles, so I don't see. Yeah, I believe the icon is the big boy. Yeah. So let's see what it includes. Three day early access pass, so you can play March fourteenth instead of I guess the seventeenth would be three days later. Uh, Bad Bunny bonus pack. Which, uh, I mean, I don't care about. The guy didn't do bad, but I don't really give a shit about playing as Bad Bunny. The three days early, that's a corporate shield thing, though. Like, that's their choice to, to give it to people early, so I don't like that. But if you want to play three days early, I guess you need that pack. So, ching, ching for them there. Uh, what else does it come with? Also, go, going down a tier to the deluxe content edition, which you're going to have to assume comes with the icon edition stuff as well. You get your season pass access, which will be five DLCs. Your My Rise Mega Boost, which is what? That's all of the uh, accelerator shit, basically? Um, Yeah, yeah my, if, if I remember clearly, kind of like last year, uh, the Mega Boost from My Rise gives you 200 attribute, attribute points right out of the gate. Gotcha. So you can go in there just beefy. <laughs> and then you get the supercharger. Which is basically, I guess, where it unlocks all the stuff. Yeah. You get everybody. You get a 1X Ruby John Cena My Faction Evil card. I guess for that card thing. So those are the extras. It's actually it's not terrible. It's not great for the price. John Cena's on the cover of all four versions. So it's not like you get some alternative covers or anything. And uh, they're going to have a showcase mode with John Cena, similar to the Rey Mysterio mode. Yeah, But this one has a twist. And what's that? This time, instead of playing as Cena, I believe... uh, there's going to be 14 matches altogether. You're going to get to play as uh, people who have beaten Cena in the past. Gotcha. It's going to span 20 years of John Cena's illustrious career 
and will be narrated by the 16-time world champion himself. The War Games, the War Games mode will allow 3v3s and 4v4 matches in the War Games structure with the two side-by-side rings. And yeah. Yeah, which uh, I've heard a little bit of uh, how War Games is going to work. It's going to be fun. Like You'll be able to springboard in between the rings, have full use of the cage, even be able to fight in the uh, area that the devs have been calling the trench, that steel plating in between both rings. Yeah, well, I would hope so if they're going to do a legit war game style, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I want to play in the trench, damn it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can't question how many seen a Randy Orton match in this game. That could be a showcase of itself. Like, come on, that course. We ain't got that kind of time. Yeah, that would be that. They should make a game just called Cena versus Randy. You know, it'd be like remember Jordan versus Bird. It would be Cena. Oh, <laughs> be the longest showcase of all time. I mean, it makes the most sense, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so, what is the mode that you heard the most about that you were looking forward to with this? Um. So far, I've been I've been hearing a little bit about um. It's been more universe and uh, the war games matches, but definitely war games because I mean, fans have been asking to have that match in the games since they brought it back, and I can't. And for after a while, I stopped believing that there was ever going to be a possibility that they'd have it just because I mean, you're coding in two rings in a huge steel cage. So like when I saw that, I think there was a screenshot of um. Roman and Drew, and off to the side, you could see the trench in No Man's Land. So it's cool just the fact that, like, we're finally getting war games in after all these years. Because, like I've said before, when we've done, like, uh, the post shows and recaps, war games has been one of my favorite events since they brought it back. Just because it's such a unique match, and there's no other thing, uh, no other time of the year like it. Inquest said, damn, I had that Jordan versus Bird game. I'm old. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about old? That Jordan versus Bird game is a spinoff. I had um, Bird versus Dr. J. That was the original one. Okay, King Quest, you're not old. He's <laughs> fucking old. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, I'm Dr. J. I'm definitely. Back that God, fucking Dr. J. Good Lord. That's the name I haven't heard forever. Wasn't that the name of the game? But, um, I, gotta make, I gotta make sure that's the name of the game. Like, what a weird segue, right? But was that a bird versus. That'd be some shit. <laughs> right. Let's find out if that's what it was. Yep, I mean, it finished it for me. As soon as I put that, it put video game. It's very <laughs> in my mind. But yeah, that was, that was a game. Now, what makes you feel more old? The fact that you remember the game or the fact that you remember the, the fact that, like, you remember the game or the fact that you remember the exact name? Yeah, I remember the exact name. I remember when Jordan versus Bird came out. I went, oh, it's like the sequel to, to Bird versus Dr. J. Oh, God. Things that make you feel old. <laughs> but now, uh, for a little bit I've been hearing, there's so much to be excited about in this game, but definitely War Games does it for me. Yeah, war games. Like I've heard, I've heard every aspect of this game is getting improved. Like I, I've even heard, and I was so sad that this wasn't in last year. But the advanced entrances are back. Yeah, about like, time. Yes, because they had to take them out last time. 
they they were out last time, but it's kind of cool because I've been hearing like little bits here and there from a lot of the YouTubers I follow who usually talk about these games. It's gonna get really dangerous now because Visual Concept has their feet under them after how good last time last game came out. So now they're gonna just start having fun, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> And the other trailer here is for the, uh, I believe this is the showcase trailer, right? Yes, and it also reveals some of the people we're going to see in the game this year. Gotcha. A couple of confirmations. 7th, 2002, I took my first steps towards a WWE ring. Who in the hell are you? A chance to prove I belong in the WWE universe. I'm John Cena. And I failed. Bang, bang, he shot me down. Bang, bang, I hit the ground. I've had to work to earn my place in WWE history. And many times I've faced the agony of defeat. Bang, bang, baby shot me down. But in that failure, an over 20 year career, I've dedicated my entire life's work to three words Never give up. These superstars managed to defeat me at the highest levels on the biggest stages. So now when you step into their shoes, I'm looking to get those wins back. Are you strong enough to follow in their footsteps? Can you even see me? Because I see you coming for me. My baby shut me down. I don't dislike the guy, but you can't tell me the Bad Bunny thing doesn't look out of place. <laughs> like, come on. There's something weird about that, right? If I'd seen him more often, it wouldn't bother me as much, but even then, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, right? So hopefully this this new development team, I mean, they didn't do that bad um, visual concepts, right, taking over in this last year. Oh, no. 2K20 was dog shit, but 22, they redeemed themselves. So, like, they just have to do... The minimum just has to be as good as 22, and they just need to go up from there. So. But they did... I mean, they proved with uh, 2K22 when they have... Because I think I remember um, 2K saying they gave them um, they gave them plenty of time, almost, what, two and a half years to knock out uh, 22, and with how good that came out, all they have to do is improve on that same build, and then they're going to be fine. Well, I heard they started, according to an interview they did, they said they started working on the war games back. It was the first thing they started working on for 2K23. Yeah. So, yeah, they uh, they had to, like, rebuild a lot of stuff, apparently, to get it going. I like the fact that they showed a Hammerstein ballroom, which means it goes, during the scene of showcase mode, it goes into when ECW invaded. Because remember, during the Ruthless Aggression era, the ECW originals invaded and they jumped Cena in the locker room and there was like that was like the second invasion we had. Oh yeah. And what's also cool, um, I believe uh, the one on one is the particular guy I saw that pointed it out. If you look at the top um when it catches the angle of Cena up there, they went as far as to even get like the domed roof of the Hammerstein ballroom. That's so like cool they put stuff. a lot of detail into some of the stuff. So that means that in that you're gonna be in the Hammerstein ballroom as Randy Orton fighting John Cena and then Ed has to interfere. Wearing a motorcycle helmet. 
Remember? That was pretty much what went down. Oh, RVD, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was RVD. I'm sorry. And we get prototype Cena. And interestingly enough, that particular Batista we saw, that was Leviathan Batista. Yeah. So I, I believe we're actually going to be getting, along with the cases of uh, Randy Orton and obviously Cena, we're going to be getting their, OV, their OVW counterparts. You're going to be getting OVW stuff for sure. Yeah, because that was part yeah, of Which Cena. I don't think they've ever been in games before. Because he started as the prototype in OVW before he became John Cena. So you're going to get his prototype yeah. version with the blonde hair crew cut. And of course, we've seen with that confirmation, we were getting Kurt Angle back in the game. And also, the first thing we saw people doing, you can't see me, Cody's going to be going to be coming back. Uh, and it's, I think it's Cody's first 2K, I think. Good. Look at that. But it's kind of um, kind of cool detail with this with him being on the cover now. John Cena is officially the first cover star since 2K's taken over to be on two covers. Yeah, well, he's made a smart business move. That's for damn sure. Or Cody, not John. John, obviously, but Cody, in the sense that he's here to be on this game during this milestone event. Ooh, so Fletch says uh, it looks like the icon edition will be coming with Leviathan, Batista, Prototype, Cena, and 2002 Lesnar. They should put Rico in it, too. Oh, dude, don't fucking play with me. <laughs> Rico, Rico was an OVW. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, which Rico, though? Billy and Chuck Rico or Tag Team or Charlie Haas Rico? There was a Rico in OVW before they made him that stylist guy. There was okay, because fucking he, he was don't just, don't fucking scare me. <laughs> and give me Charlie Hall's tag team partner Rico. No, he was just a regular wrestler down there with John Cena and Batista and Shelton Benjamin, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, that whole class. But yeah, Rico was was uh, also doing very well in that. And then they oh, made Rico him, was a beast. They made him that uh, when they first called him up, they made him that stylist dude. <laughs> And then for some reason, and then next thing you know, that motherfucker was flaming. <laughs> if they want, they could put regular Rico in there, just a the guy who's not a stylist. Right. Get crazy and put Billy and Chuck in it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, like, come on, man. You, you don't want to cheat yourself out of that beautiful universe moment when you get to have, interrupt a gay wedding? Like, No, I don't. <laughs> I definitely don't re-replicate that moment when Stephanie knew she fucked up <laughs> whose showcase mode would we need in order for that to happen like whose showcase mode would you be on to get the Chuck and Billy wedding in your storyline I'm trying to think oh, the world fuck, that's a good oh. because that mainly involves Stephanie that would Is have that really? to be like it, it would the only way you could pull that off it would be out of left field but you'd have to do like a McMahon family showcase I think there should be a McMahon family showcase. I don't know why there isn't. I feel like that's the only way you could get that in there. It's insane to me that there isn't a McMahon showcase mode. Can you imagine if you did like a Vince McMahon showcase mode? It'd be like the craziest thing ever. Going through, you'd have to do the Montreal screw job. You'd have to run out there and ring the bell and get spit on. You'd have to do. You have to do the 2005 remember when he blows both his quads. No, fuck with you. <laughs> you would. You'd have to go out there and literally slide in and sit on your ass and give orders. It'd be amazing. You'd have to do the Mania 19 match with Hogan. You'd have to have that Stone Cold match where where uh, freaking Big Show comes out of the ground. <laughs> oh my God! It's Paul White. All the all of that crazy shit would happen. And I mean, hey, we we, we have Biker Taker back, so now you can do a Survivor Series where you buried him alive. You get to lead multiple stables, the McMahon-Helmsley faction, the corporation, the corporate ministry. 
you know, the authority, like, the authority, everything. Like you get to be like the leader of multiple. <laughs> you, you get to you get That'd to be, be the Royal, longest showcase ever. Oh my god! You get to win the Royal Rumble, become WWE champion, ECW champion. You get to fight God, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> like it's, it's like think about all the things you would do if you were Mister McMahon. You get to fuck Trish. <laughs> Have Trish bark like a dog in a quick time event. Oh my god, you get to get kicked in the nuts by sweet zombie Linda. You know, like think about if you were if you were Mr. McMahon. You get to blow up in a limousine and then just get resurrected with no explanation whatsoever. You get all kinds of shit. The Mr. <laughs> Dude, the Mr. McMahon showcase mode. I, I bet you that like people who don't even care about wrestling would love it. They would be amazed. They would be, <laughs> they, they'd be like, just to play that in a million Dude, even for a video game, the stuff that happens would be far-fetched enough that you'd have friends that don't know about wrestling be like, did this really happen in the show? Yeah, all this happened. Yo, fucking King <laughs> Quest said you get to sell a stunner. I'm so done with you. <laughs> Yo, all the way up to present, too, right? You get to sell the back Oh, stunner. God. Each stunner shit. You're the, oh. I've always said that to me to McMahon's because people back during the Attitude Era growing up, I remember all of my friends would complain, oh, there's so much McMahon's. I used to love it. Like, the McMahon's make this crazy. Right, a crazy wrestling family. You have like a lot of cool this, 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 this is what you do. This is what you do. You have a 15-match showcase. The first five, Vince. The second five, Steph. The next five, Shane. Whenever anything big happened, you'd be in the you'd 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 be in the biggest matches. You'd be involved in one way or another in all the biggest matches in like the history of the show. The the, the Montreal screw job, the deadly game survivor series the following year. WrestleMania 14 with Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold. You'd be at uh, you'd be in the Corporation for 15. The McMahon in every corner for WrestleMania 2000. You'd Re- be at that Wrestle WrestleMania 19. WrestleMania 17. He'd be there for like when Stone Cold turns on the any <laughs> fight. Like you'd be everywhere, you know. Good lord, that that would that that would be the showcase match that would get up into like the 50s when it comes to how many matches. <laughs> Can you imagine? Who would narrate it? Would Vince narrate it? Yo, it, it? Oh my god, it has to be it has to be a different McMahon for everything. Or have Steph narrate. I think she'd be a good narrator for Vince's story. Oh mode. Just Fuck it, have Linda come back and do it. No, I'm kidding. In the 90s, my dad was ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> Before it became an era. <laughs> can you imagine? Like that mode, there's no way I would stream that. Like, can you imagine what good content you would be able to make going through that? Dude, the, oh my god. We need it. We totally need it. I think they'll do it. The eventually. follower number would like quadruple with that. This would be this would have been the year to do it. <laughs> Believe it or not, you know. When Vince is- <laughs> it ends with a sex scandal. Oh god. <laughs> it has oh, that. Man, but what, well, um, one thing I did here that they are going to do uh, with showcase mode. You're going to love this. The uh, the snapshot feature. Basically, uh, that feature where it snaps from the game footage to the actual footage is going to be returning. Ah, I love when they do that. They do a good job. Well, you see, you get a good... Cena's lucky. He came in during a time that wound up in the long run mattering more than we thought that it would. Because... He get to he got to fight like the people at the end of the Attitude Era that was still around. Like he got to fight Triple H and Shawn Michaels and The Rock and all the ECW guys and stuff. But he also fought like the new guys that were coming in for the Ruthless Aggression Era. You know, with uh, and Randy then he Orton stuck around and, long enough to catch guys who were coming in after that. Like. 
Yeah, so because it's John Cena, he's he's like Triple H to me. Where certain guys were lucky enough to get to go across different eras, so you get like the most content out of them, you know. And John Cena, as much as because let's not forget, everybody's acting like they have amnesia now. Everyone hated this guy before Roman Reigns, and I always said, you know, you, you his journey really has like a lot of stuff to it. Like if you're just like watching the different eras of wrestling and the different pay per views, you get the most in the John Cena storyline, really. So good idea. But yeah, the Bad Bunny thing, man. It, to me, that that's a that's just a that's just a sign of the old WWE. I'd like to think that by next year, we're not doing that. Not that Bad Bunny can be here, but that he shouldn't be the LC. I mean, they would have never done this even after the Attitude Era, even after after the Ruthless Aggression Era. They would have never put somebody like that. No disrespect to him, but they would have never put somebody like that as a bonus DLC. Like, can you imagine even going back like eight or nine years if they would have put Snooki just because she was at WrestleMania as the DLC? People would have lost their I mean, shit. They would have well, been I like, mean, what did Limp Biscuit the game one year? If they would have put <laughs> Drew Carey because he was in the Royal Rumble. Like, no one minded these people being around making cameos, but have you ever heard of somebody like that being in the fucking DLC? Like, it's still bad, Bunny. You know, you wouldn't have <laughs> you wouldn't have Fred Durst or Kid Rock as a bonus DLC. It's just dumb, even though we, I think we have had Kid Rock, haven't we? We might have had. I no, we, we, we've had Fred Durst. We, we had, had Fred Rock. Durst. Unbelievable. See what I mean? They need to stop it. I'm not putting these guys in my universe. They could eat ass. I'm one of those people that likes a realistic, grounded wrestling universe when I put my shit together, you know? Nothing ridiculous in there. I know some people like to go crazy. That's not me. I like to play it a little bit more grounded. There's enough crazy out here in the... They're doing the crazy for me at this point. But, yeah, Cena mode looks good. That means that you get to... I like how drastically different all three covers look, too. Yeah, you get to have word life, Cena. It's it's literally three different scenes. Like that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's see what they're saying here about it. They're saying that one of the things that you can do is as new entrants come into the match, they can take a pause before they get in, and they could go under the ring apron, pull out a weapon, object, table, chair, candlestick, baseball bat, and then bring yep. those things into the ring. They could. They, they are could, going for the full War Games experience. They could climb and fight on top of the cage. Do dive attacks off of the cage into the ring. Yeah, I mean, provided all of this works, which they did a good job of taking over. You got to give them the credit. Like, they were really crash coursing in 2021. In this interview, they even say, we really took over during 2022. Because let's not forget, the other guys abandoned ship. Yeah, they they left them in the middle of development. That's why 20 bombed three times over. It was Ukes that left, right? Yeah. And when you think about it, what happened with Ukes, and they said it themselves... In a nice way, but if you go back and read what they said, they basically, in short, were saying these guys were bothering us too much. That's what it came down to. They were like, look, WWE is bothering us. They're constantly micromanaging. It, to me, and as much as I want to say there's two sides to every story, it just sounds like them. Like they're micromanaging every little thing about the details of the entrances and how they use them and what up-to-date version they have, which you can't blame them being a wrestling company, but it's got to a point of micromanagement where Ukes pieced out on them. I find it very telling, though, that Ukes is now working on the AEW game. I wonder who reached out to who and, and whether or not that happened before or after Ukes had enough of WWE shit. Because like, obviously, legally, you're not allowed to speak to them, but that doesn't mean that you can't casually. <laughs> That's right. what some people don't really understand about contracts and shit. So I don't wonder if somebody got in their ear. They just can't know. find out in reality. 
because you got to remember, and a lot of people forget this about the 2K games, but way, but the motion capture people that they've always used have been like who they want. Just to give you an example, for a lot of the old WWE games, uh, like back in the 360 era, somewhat going into the Xbox One era, believe it or not, uh, Austin Aries did a lot of the motion capturing for everybody. And he has nothing to do at the time. This was like there was no such thing as 205 Live. He didn't have that flop of a run. He was just a straight-up TNA guy. And that was the guy that Ukes brought in to do the motion capturing for a lot of the wrestlers. And if you go back, uh, you actually find his whole entrance in there. Which was easy to do because he was the motion capture guy. You know the way he gets in the ring yep. and like lays across the bottom and shit? Like that used to be something that you could put on in the game. Because it was Austin, it was Austin Aries who was doing it. So the point that I'm making is that uh, you never know if somebody outside of WWE that Ukes knows that's a wrestler could have just kind of wink wink nudge nudge tony khan wants a video game at the same time that they were pulling their hair out dealing with wwe bothering them and that's why they <laughs> abandoned because it's weird to me that they abandoned in the middle of it you know what i mean they could have just said that was to be the last one but after all these years they just peaced out on them like that so i just felt like there was some inner inner shit happening there just tinfoil here but either way we want up with, with these poor guys who took over here and barely knew what the hell they were doing, which was handled with that abomination of a 2K21. Visual Concepts did what they could, but it was all last-minute crash code. They had to learn how the engine worked, you know? So yeah, now you once have... They a, learned how to, once they learned how it worked, it was like, yes! Yeah, so now you got Visual Concepts doing what they can, and then you have, ironically, Ukes. It's just amazing that AEW's become WWE's legit competition. You have Ukes doing their game. Which, do we have a release date on that yet? Or what's happening here? Come on. They're, they're running, <laughs> nope. They're running laps around you. <laughs> you come in taking these sweet ass <laughs> You're telling me. I feel like using that meme from Facebook with the kid. You telling me? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of bad because I want you to get that meme. <laughs> like, you're telling me that AEW got the original guys that were doing this. And that the guys that you kind of just left the mess in their hands not only went on and made a successful game, but are now about to lap you and make their next successful game. And we haven't gotten the first AEW game out yet with the original Ukes people. Like, chop, chop. Maybe this is the reason why WWE was lighting a fire under their asses. See, there are two sides to every story. Because what's taking them so long? That's probably why WWE kind of pushed for the game to be released. Because, wow. This is a long thing. They should at least have like the outline of what an AEW game would be like, considering they made every WWE game, right? Right. Oh, wow. Do we have any other information on this? Um, through a few screenshots I've seen here and there, um, We've gotten to see what the model for uh, Bianca Belair looks like. It actually looks very decent. I believe it's um, based on her previous WrestleMania one. But we are getting current Rhea, Rhea Ripley. So we are Good. getting the yams in 2K23. No, <laughs> Good. The best Rhea Ripley. I didn't really I didn't right. like her before this Rhea Ripley that much. I liked her as a wrestler, but the character always got on my nerves. I always just thought it was a little bit, I don't know, this was a little corny for me. Like, the original one where she looked just like Charlotte didn't work. And then when she turned into that flailing arm thing that she did, like, I really c- couldn't stand that entrance, that, that shit at the top of the step with the flailing arms and the stomp. 
No, you just didn't like it that time when Bianca Belair was getting jumped and she came out. <laughs> no, I always thought it was a little weird, but yeah, when she became like a robot, where it was like she became like a game character with that had to happen, it was just like, dude, do a regular run in, please. What the hell's the matter with you throughout the time? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine if anybody else did that? Like, imagine like. You could take anyone's interest. Like imagine Triple H Ricochet. Or, or Triple H taking and doing a run in and then having to stop to do the spit pop. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like is it, you just don't, that's not how this works, man. Oh my god, King Quest is Jailbird Dom gonna be in with the teardrop. I fucking hope so. And I oh, hope every match is switching sides. They have to give us the whole judgment quest. They one hundred percent. I'd be pissed <laughs> if they don't give us judgment. Like that's super important. I'd be so sad. Like, but yeah, we'll definitely play this at launch. I'm gonna go back and try to play, get a couple of streams in of the last one before. Uh, what is the release date of this thing? Looks like it's going to be March, March, March 14th. Se- well, March 17th early. for the standard. If you get the deluxe, you get three days early. Yeah, well, the icon get three days early. Yeah, it's still time to run the other one. I'm saying, man, open fight night. Who want to get these hands? No, fuck with you. <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember. I remember that was my first exposure with doing two K games online. Was Rick whooping my ass with Finn Balor every fucking day. <laughs> was that really? I didn't know it was your first time. Yeah. <laughs> you were the first person I played online. You fucked me up with Finn Balor. Just. <laughs> yeah, we got I was like, yeah, I got this shit. Next thing you know, six coup de gras later was shit. I guess I don't. <laughs> Years ago, guys that don't remember, but years ago before we had cameras and before we had overlays and we were just rooks at this and it was just a regular audio podcast, we used to just run the 2K games on on the CPU, just automatic universe in the background and let them fight each other. And it would just be the our audio overlaid with that format. And I think it used the, to be funny as hell when art started imitating life. Yeah, things from the game would would uh would happen. Things from the show would happen in the games. I remember that. But yeah, like it's when like Aiden, that, like uh, when Rusev Day became a thing, and then in the universe, like two weeks later, Aiden English got assisted by Rusev. Yeah, but yeah, with, with that used to be our original format. It justified the purchase of the games more than I got to get use out of them now that we don't really do that anymore. I don't think I'd want to do that. I mean, if I did it, I would make it the overlay. I could just make that the overlay if I really wanted to. Just have the 2K mode be the overlay instead of our background. And then run videos overlaid on top of that. I could do, like, whatever I want here. I might even do that. <laughs> I mean, hey, the games work now, so. I could run, yeah, I could leave 2K23 running in universe mode. In the background. Which I'm not 100% sure if it's true, but I've heard they're bringing back uh, the promo system, too. So it's like, oh, that's going to be great. That promo system always sucked, though. Like they, they, it never. I mean, it felt worse than a Telltale game. You're just making these obscure, <laughs> random choices. It was just like, why is this in wrestling? I know what they were trying to go for, but it just never resonated with me. I used to like it just because you had to sometimes be careful what you say. Like, if two lines don't match up, they just look at you like you're crazy. And even the commentary give you shit. It's like that didn't make much sense at all. <laughs> What are we doing first, a WWE review or a Dynamite review? Let's do WWE. WWE. That sounds like a plan to me. 
All right, SmackDown 1222 came to us from Detroit, Michigan's Little Caesar Center. Bloodline. Eating cars, motherfucker. Fucked up. <laughs> WWE SmackDown Tag Team Title Number One Contendership Tournament First Round Match: Drew McIntyre and Sheamus against the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar. What were your thoughts? Oh, this was beautifully Smash Mouth. Yeah, you know what? It kind of disappoints me that the Viking Raiders, they have a good look to them, just have a good look to them, and the Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, who just got thrown together, are going over on this. Doesn't make any sense at yeah, all. Yeah, like, the good look is great, but it's like, I need, like, the ass whooping to match the look. Yeah, and it's definitely not something that they did here at all. You know, and again, Sheamus and Drew are a thrown together team. These poor Viking Raiders just finally got their shit together and got a good look, got a good everything. And, like, this thrown-together team that we've been through before that doesn't work is going over on them. Right. I like the physicality of it and all, but what, just what a shame that we couldn't do more. We need to diversify this tag division a little bit more. The Viking Raiders were a big deal everywhere else. They were great in Ring of Honor. They were great in New Japan. They're just kind of, like, mid here. Like, like it's not even diversity that they need. They just need, like, if you're an actual tag team, you actually go over. Like... <laughs> You don't get to be tagging for like four weeks and then beat guys who have been tagging for ten years. Like that. Of course, it's a uh, good match. A couple of really, oh yeah, it was great matches. A couple of um, cool things that I noted in this match. First of all, commentary immediately um, right at the start of this match, of course, sending condolences out to Jay Briscoe. Uh, one cool detail. Unfortunately, uh, the highlight didn't catch it. Hanson, or um, I believe it's Ivar's his name here, he actually hit uh, Jay's trademark neckbreaker in this match. Nice. Yeah, and you know, the Raiders don't know. It's basically the neckbreaker where he just does like, the sign that, 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 that he's hit the same neckbreaker. And it's not going to cost him his job. Not at all. Yeah, that's always good to know. Roman, do you have a quick second to talk? Sue. Okay. Um, no, tonight's a big night for the bloodline, and it's supposed to be a great night. The greeting in the parking lot felt a little frosty, right? Every, everything's cool? I know you're trying to cover up everything tonight, so give it to me straight. Tell the truth. What's going on? Look, if I'm being honest, yeah, I was a little disappointed last week. You put me in this position to be able to take care of this Kevin Owens problem and, and being able to carry my weight for this family. I was just about to put him away, and look, I just didn't know the Usos were going to be coming out there. I didn't know the plan. You know, Kevin Owens keeps saying how I'm being used. It's, it's all fine. Get out. I'm not going to do this every single week. Just get out. Get out. The tribal chief has got to run his game plan by the honorary oaths. Just get out. Go. Why don't you go find Kevin? Huh? Why don't you go find your own bloodline? Go find Kevin. I like how you said it. He floated Kevin. Find Kevin. He's like a bigger ex, didn't he? <laughs> moment of my career the minutes the seconds until i rushed to that ring mis amigos mis tejanos earn stop smiling she was so much more of a badass in nxt i couldn't take her less seriously i bet you were you way too happy to be any kind of threat in that rumble now 
Maybe I should have stayed away. After all, it is LA Knight's game. At Royal Rumble, I will off here on Switch just like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> LA Knight versus Brent Jones. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we start doing during LA Knight segments. All reactions are going to be to that theme. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Before we, I got, <laughs> give me a minute here. So this guy here, Brent Jones, right? Oh no. Do you know? Do you know who that is? I don't. So back in January, oh, no. ironically. Let me see if I could get this exact calculation. Six years ago, practically to the day, I can't even believe it. It's like the it's the the things that they have a running gag for are fucking nuts. <laughs> Six years ago, this guy wrestled on January twenty fourth, twenty seventeen, and the reason why he wrestled is because. On a recent show, Bradshaw, when coming out to commentary, JBL, he tripped on the ramp. And to rib Bradshaw, they made a jobber called Trip Bradshaw. This is Trip Bradshaw. No! No! (laughs) This guy is Trip Bradshaw. I remember Trip! (laughs) So literally, six, six years, dude. Six years six years january 24th trip bradshaw fought brian kendrick on 205 live and they made that joke that whole joke was because bradshaw tripped when he was coming out this is fucking this is fucking trip bradshaw six years later the six-year anniversary of trip bradshaw it's that's how you know that this company in a weird way is warped because these are jokes we talked about a little bit off the air yesterday but these are jokes that no one but them would get in the long run you know what i mean like that who would that be for trip bradshaw six years later yeah <laughs> he's brent jones now formerly trip bradshaw oh i just oh thought my that God. see you again in another six years that's just such an amazing Easter egg. That's better than Pete Jones. Remember when Pete Jones used to get tombstoned every year at WrestleMania by, by Kane? Oh, uh, every year. Every fucking year. I couldn't believe the second time it happened. I was like, no way. Let alone that it was going to be a <laughs> You came back and it happened again. <laughs> it happens again. This is freaking Trip Bradshaw. Rip, man. The Royal Rumble off the left force. Tom of the win for LA Knight. It's the Firefly Funhouse. After all this time. Firefly Funhouse! I have seriously missed you so much. Oh, and I seem super cool. Nothing changes, huh? Not a thing. I'm just waiting for the Rhyme Blue Rabbit death. 
don't even know who the heel is in this anymore. It's Uncle, it's Uncle Dallas. I hope that's. <laughs> I feel like that's what you just called now, Uncle Dallas. You know what? That's my new head cannon. Fuck it. <laughs> What a bad idea to have a heel hit row. I think that's one of the dumbest things ever. They were working so well at faces, faces. They were heels at NXT early on, to be fair, but it was different. Yeah, and then the fans just kind of like naturally decided to start cheering for them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, SmackDown Tag Team title number one contendership tournament first round match. Another one. Los Lotarios and. Angel and Humberto against Hit Roth, Ashante Adonis, and Top Dollar being accompanied by BFAB. And what makes it so annoying, you can't tell me Lothario's with the faces in this. Yo, that motherfucker, wait, go back. Go back. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Did he hit his head? I don't know, but all I know is that motherfucker. That might be the greatest breakaway to a hot tag I've ever seen. Top Dollar's in great shape. Lost like half the weight that he had when he first got here. Oh, yeah. God, I forget how big he was when they first showed up. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. It was huge. Cody Rhodes. For the Royal Rumble, we're gonna do predictions later on. Rumble matches absolutely tailor made for the monster of all monsters. Anyone. This one's not in Saudi. Hit Rose boring this time and has no charisma. Yeah, before before they were a lot better. Yeah, that was the match flow right there. I kind of like this. Good pull apart. It is great to be in the Motor City, but help me out here real quick, Detroit. Because Sonya Deville has a real problem with me. Come say it to my face. Woman to woman. Do you think that I care what this dirty, disgusting city wants? I deserve. And that's a title opportunity. It could be. You're right. Not having Strickland changed it. Yeah. Took six people to rip me off of you. Do you think that you're more special than everybody else? You called your shot and you lost. Focusing on the rumble instead of trying to jump to the front of the line. But if you want to fight, I'll fight you right here in Detroit. No. It's a good place to fight. You're willing to put your title on the line. What are we doing out here? Are you serious? Oh, ah, I got caught. Come on, Charlotte loses her IQ a bit when she's a baby face. You know you lost it when Tony Deville gets to drop on you. My tribal chief, I've never liked Shmuley since day one. You snake. You like Shmuley. For the island of relevancy. My tribal chief, as your wise man, and as your wise man, just if you could take him to your ruthless consideration, 
Isn't it better as we're about to sign a contract that when it comes to Sami Zayn, a tribal chief, it's better to have him in the castle pissing out than out of the castle pissing in. I would rather have him not pissing at all if we could avoid it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I aspire for greater things. And now for the piss break promo of the night. Yeah, let's go back to this a little bit. How come Lacey Evans got Lacey repackaged Evans with again? another fucking gimmick Yo, change? This is the this is the funniest joke ever. They they repackaged Lacey Evans again, and it's gonna suck. And just like all the other times they repackaged her, it's gonna suck worse than the last time. You are the weapon, the Cobra Clutch. Your opponents have. And why is she using Sergeant Slaughter's finisher? I've heard some people say he's supposed to come back as her manager, and I'm like. Operation Cobra Clutch. <sighs> That's so bad. Why the fuck did they give her? She has more gimmicks than Big Show. Don't worry, it'll be dead in a week. We'll only have to endure it once. Anyway, WWE SmackDown Tag Team Title Number One Contendership Tournament First Round Match. We have a lot of those, right? It's it's, it's contagious. Imperium Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser against the Brawling Brutes Butch and Ridge Holland. Yet another banger. Yeah, this show definitely doesn't have a problem with that. You know, they chose the hard hitters as far as this goes. Aren't you happy that you you didn't give up on Butch? I mean, I decanonized Butch for a while, but I uh, i mean, I guess he's canon now. So once they started letting him be Pete Dunne again, it was okay. Like, yeah, I just Pete can't Dunn. have you coming out in like a hat and loafers and shit. Like, <laughs> Pete Dunne's still a better name. Oh, easily. Butch, isn't Butch even sounds a good, too stereotypical. Butch isn't even a good name for a WWE person. Like, they don't even, they, I don't even know if they could get a copyright or something like that. And Rich Holland ain't hurt nobody in like a year, so that's nice. Imperium advancing. Your tribal chief would like to see you. Imagine trying to compete in the Royal Rumble with a fractured ankle. So all those other women in the locker room better stay away from me. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I'm not just going to eliminate you. I'm going to tear you apart. Limb by limb. Oh, God, you ruined her for me. You know that, right? Oh. Oh. You know what oh. you did. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will be stepping into the ring with Rey Mysterio. Again, amped up before a fight. Whether he wants to be a family man or he wants to be embraced of all time. So now, I'm going to take out all other 29 superstars. Time is running out for everyone. Tick tock. Poor Ray. Hey, look, it's Ema Ion. And Legato the Fantasma. <laughs> and King Quero. No, fuck it. Magnum. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need Mace to put some pants on. Alright. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame you there. Look, Zima Iron even starts the match. For anyone who forgets that this is Zima Iron, which is everyone, this is your weekly reminder that Zima Ion <laughs> is part of Legado del Fantasma. People always ask whatever happened. Going on for like three months. I feel so bad for him. People always ask whatever happened to Zima Ion. Motherfucker, he's here. 
It's like they just, I don't know. Just for some reason, it just doesn't register to people that that's him. Everyone's always like, whatever happened to the Z-Mayan guy? That's him! Oh my god. Like, you don't understand how badly I need that man to put pants on. Like, it's, it's, it's upsetting. Like, bro, you are way too big for me to be seeing that much of your thigh. Like, so this is what we got going into the tournament. Yep. Hit Row versus the Banger Bros. And Imperium versus Legato Dean Fantasma. Not bad. And it took every ounce of my power not to crack when I said Banger Bros. Like, Look, it's no secret. I've got a temper. But that's why I put people in place like the wise men to counsel that anger. And apparently, I wasn't hearing you. You just wanted communication, right? Want to be a part of the gameplay. You're like me, actually. Right. Thank you so much for understanding. Sometimes I just expect the same amount of love, respect, and loyalty. Roman, don't say that. We we all love you, man. We all love you. You're the head of the table. You're, you're the one steering this whole ship. I will always put what's best for the bloodline. Whatever you want me to do, please just tell me and I will do it, okay? Clear cut communication here. Yeah. This is what I need you to do. I need you to call the pilots and make sure the jet is fueled up and it's ready to go. Be solo on the wise man. We're gonna go to the ring. We're gonna sign the contract. It's done. We're good? It's done. We're, we're better than good. Really, thank you. Thank you so much. I owe you one of those. He finally got the shield bump. Yeah, what a weird, what a weird thing to decide to give him, right? The freaking shield bump. Yo, this is my favorite contract signing ever. No wasted bumps. <laughs> yeah, that's because of what they did to him on Raw. Payback or last SmackDown. Look at that! I ain't got time for none of this shit. Let's go. No, no conversation. Just sign it. Ouch! He's gonna do the. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor oh. Roman. Unbelievable. Hit row. Congratulations on your win tonight. Take it at home by any means necessary. Uh, I don't know if you heard what Michael Cole said on commentary about hit row not. Yeah, Alex. We spoke about him last week, Jay Briscoe. We will talk about him more later on tonight because they did a tribute for him that we're going to discuss. Yeah. Welcome to the chat, by the way. Oh, look at that. He actually does a Jay Briscoe reference. That's pretty cool. Can I get your response to that? You always got them lame jokes. Look, I ain't no luchador, but I promise you, I'm from where them boys mask up until you reach for the sky. And that's where I learned to get it by any means necessary. Speaking of tag teams, you guys have secured your spot in next week's uh -huh. tag team championship tournament. Yeah. Um, how are you guys feeling 
heading up against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to pause and rewind, okay? Ain't nobody worried about Drew and Sheamus at all. Hey, we know that them boys have bangers. Mm. Hit Row knows all about bangers Let's talk about because it. Hit Row makes bangers. Hit Row is a banger. So if they're talking about banger after banger after banger and Hit Row's involved, I think that next week it's gonna be a banger. <laughs> Let it be known. And if you didn't know, now you know. Skedaddle. Thank you for the follow, Alex. Appreciate it. SmackDown did 2.113 million viewers with a 0.50 in the 18 to 49 demographic, a little bit down from the 2.182 million that they did the previous week. Still up there. You know what we say about SmackDown. They always do well. The people of, oh, little, yeah. of, of the Little Caesars of Arena were very pleased, to say the least. Don't forget, later on tonight, guys, we're going to do Royal Rumble predictions. We're going to go over what we think is going to happen this Saturday. And, of course, Saturday we're going to be in this very chat room doing a Royal Rumble watch-along. We'll be here from when the kickoff starts throughout the entire night, and we'll do our live voting then. We're also going to talk tonight about Raw 30, Raw 30th anniversary at some point, Dynamite, the Jay Briscoe tribute, as far as things coming up. Uh, But first, I wanted to talk a little bit about what happened at NOAA. Nothing too elaborate, because I don't want to keep you guys all night. But, uh, because we did that last time with the uh, we practically watched the whole Muda match but this time uh, this is basically the match that he had uh, with Darby Allen what was it Darby Allen was there Sting Darby and Sting and uh, Hakushi was also there these are just some highlights from the overall event everybody went with a dark theme in this match too Oh. I love that Muda has bye-bye written on his mask. It fucking moves paint in his face. Wow, how crazy is that, right? We live to see the Grey Muda's last match. What a strange world we're in. That's, that's, it's crazy, but it's cool all at the same time. Yeah, it's interesting. I never thought we'd see someone like Darby Allen out there doing something like this. I guess that's the benefit of AEW. As much as we're not really feeling the booking and stuff, the freedom that they get there. Which yeah, at least they get for certain the, opportunities that like most people wouldn't get for the time being because we're starting to see a little bit more of that with Triple H in charge over at WWE, you know? It's starting to yeah. become a little more even. Sting backstage said maybe this is uh bye bye for Japan for him. And I think so too. Yeah. You know? Like I'm not the old man, he ain't gotta do this too much longer. I'm not one of those fans when I hear that kind of shit anymore. It goes, oh, I was like, no, yeah, 
Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> See, we're realistic over here. If you is, think it's time to go, all right, cool. It's time to go. Time, this is time. It's been time to go for a while. Maybe, maybe bye bye for Sting in Japan. Oh, you come, you come. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, bye bye. You see, even Muda doesn't want to. Muda's old, and he's like, no, no, you come, you come. <laughs> no, no, you don't come. You stay, you stay. Come on, Jesus, thing. Oh shit. Like, come on, man, hang out. Like you, <laughs> when I you can dive all shit here too. <laughs> the torch is gonna get blown off before it gets passed. And he wouldn't want it any other way. No. <laughs> Alright, let's see what other small news there is before we talk about any of the bigger stuff. Oh, did you see this MJF thing? The thing with the elevator? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where fans forgot that I don't know, he's a fucking heel. You always so mad, Max? Yo, did you hear him? Yo, did you hear him though? Listen. I didn't clearly hear him, I just heard the woman. Watch. You always so mad, Max? He probably really feels that way too. Who the fuck wanna get elevated with all these marks? Catch COVID. I love it, you heard her? Really shows how much he cares for his fans. I love it. I love it. He triggered somebody. He triggered a Karen on the way on the elevator. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. He triggered a Karen without even making eye contact. That's beautiful, man. That's art. I mean, let's be real. You breathe and you trigger a Karen, so. Oh, my God. See, boys and girls, this is how you be a heel. He triggered a Karen. I'm so proud. That's like an achievement. <laughs> the motherfucker popped a platinum on Xbox. That is great. One of those rare ones with like a long ass intro. Yeah. yeah. Like I just saw this today and I was like, yes, this is beautiful. That is wild, man. Trigger catch. Make you smile. Like that is. That is art right there, man. <laughs> yeah, Fletch, you're a heel too. You can appreciate that. I'm telling you, man. Next time you go, next next time you get in that elevator, just threaten the camera. It'll be great. But you gotta film us while you laugh. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should talk about dynamite, right? Yes. Dynamite, first of all, they did a really cool Jay Briscoe video tribute. Dude, not many things get me. This got me. Which, this was Jay's birthday, by the way, on this episode. Wait, sorry, that's actually the wrong thing. That's the actual tribute show. 
We don't want that. We if we sit here for three hours, they'd hate us forever. <laughs> we already do that on regular. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's what we was created to do, man. Tell me a story you've heard many times before. Look into my eyes, you've seen them. You've opened up the door. Show me. This company has been my life. Ring of Honor is how I feed my family. When you walk down that dark alley, brother, you want to know who's got your back. And I'm telling you, that's family. That's family. <laughs> so, <laughs> man up, baby, man up, man up. Man up. Man up. My daddy's crazy. Fire, my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Oh. Fuck. Yeah, they did a good job. Very good. That was one of the best tribute videos I've ever seen. Like that was incredible. Yeah, for a great wrestler. Yeah, I think uh Capri Coleman said it best on the tribute show. What made the Brits, especially in Jay's case, what made it so cool? They started in the early days of ROH and they never left home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And with that, AW Dynamite episode 173 came to us from Lexington, Kentucky's Rupp Arena. They opened up with a tag team match. It is Action Andrade and Ricky Starks against the Jericho Appreciation Society's Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. The sex cars reunited. Oh, that right. With the red pants and everything. They dressed the pants and all. Let's go. They, they dressed the sex the sex gods role. 
when you're a sex god, your nuts don't need to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Quote it. Tight pants and all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Why does Jericho still look as good at his age? I don't understand. He's doing better drugs. He <laughs> got that good shit. He ain't cheating no more. Yeah. They're not diluting his shit. <laughs> They're giving his shit uncut. Yeah, perfect. Nothing but the best. <laughs> Only the best booger sugar for Luke. <laughs> These guys still work well together, you know. I'm glad that they didn't split him and Sammy when they got rid of uh, the inner circle, you know. Yeah, it's cool. Like that, a lot of the inner circle just kind of like moved into this new group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really. We did. still have him. We still have Hager. We still have Guevara. Yeah, and hey, you know what? This action on Friday guy's all right. He's doing good. Yeah. Jericho hit the nail on the head with this kid. I don't remember him from ROH because I know he had something, he was in there or something, but I mean, we're going to remember everyone. Remember that we're a group that watched the weeklies every week going back to like 2011, 2010 or whenever the hell they were even on HDNet. So sometimes I'll see guys and I realize we've seen them every week when we used to cover those on here, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. He's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, they're lucky. Well, I mean, obviously, he wouldn't have put somebody over that sucked. Yeah, Jericho would just put any old Tom, Dick, and Larry over. Like, no, you have to, you have, he has to see something in you for, to be willing to lose you on your first match. Let sex gods go over. So then... You get the AEW TNT title match, Darby Allen against Buddy Matthews, being accompanied by Julia Hart. In a hard-hitting motherfucker of a match. Mm -hmm. About time we get to see him. You know, these guys, again, they got to stop being mystical and magical and start wrestling more often. That's what I need to see out of uh, everybody from the little darkness table. A little too much darkness for me. I want to see more wrestling out of you. Nice Meteora, too. Could have broken his head. If he would have been a little bit off on that one. Darkness. Darkness is spreading. There they go, being spooky. Ortiz with regular clothes, looking very generic, I guess. I guess because it's supposed to be unplanned. I didn't yeah, and he and Eddie Kingston apparently had a spat recently, so. Yeah, yeah, remind me to run that. I got the clip of that. It looks like Eddie Kingston and Ortiz are no more, huh? Yeah, because actually it's um, through the feud with uh, the House of Black caused tension between those two. So many false finishes in AEW matches. They hit each other with everything on, under the map. Nice. That's a brutal coffin drop to hit somebody with. I like that he ends it with something a little bit different. Adds a little bit of freaking seasoning to that. Punished by having your hand cut off. Kingdom of the one, true king of television. 
I understand that gold you wear around your shoulder, what you stole from me! It feels comfortable, it feels right. I am coming to take back what's mine. Darby, you will learn that winning that championship is the greatest mistake. The king has spoken. You know, man, I'd love to see a rubber match. Cannot wait to see Adam Cole back inside the ring. They play... It's the star of the show. Ain't that right? Why did they play the Hardy music? Did was that a botch? No, because Matt came out. Oh, I know he got mad. Then he got angry. Yeah, yeah, because he he's not willingly with the firm. So they did that thing where they ruined his pop. <laughs> Matt Hardy is the king of shitty AEW gimmicks. <laughs> you could have just stayed broken. Big money Matt, this reluctant thing that he's doing. All of his gimmicks have been terrible, man. Total but now it's over. Bullshit. Send for hook. Oh, wait, no. Send for jungle hook. Jungle hook. Yeah, let him be a tag team. I'll take it. Stylistically, they're pretty cool as a team. I like them better than them trying to use them as these. Like, this should have been what they started off with, with, with guys like that. AEW is too big of a roster enough to have a lot of singles guys. They have to be tag team centric, really. Keep people in tag teams, keep people in storylines. But it did help the fact that like they got them both over on their own and then put them together. Hook still looks good, you know. Yo, Hook is nuts. Now that we're getting to see him in longer matches, it was a squash match that went on way too long before. That poor hook over there, red rumming people to death. I can't believe they really had to go to family therapy. When are we going to be first? Never. Are the biggest pieces of I've ever met in my entire life. Second, he showed us a little bit of attention, and you put your hands on him. That's where we stepped in. Honestly, I got no sympathy for you guys. You want to be? That's Tiffany Nieves. She's an OVW worker. We were the ones that helped. That didn't really say shit or help them at all. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys just took the easy way out. What happened to you two? Our faults as sons are your failures as a father. Basically, just can't handle this. What will make you happy? Those faults. We want them. So now Billy Gunn can turn heel because his sons want the belt for the sake of his family. Like that's obviously where the story is going, right? Oh my God, wouldn't that be some shit? Why do you think what happened to John isn't going to happen to you too? See Friday. First, he'll have to face. Oh, here a storyline of people just knocking each other out now, like this. Anyway, 
Bounty match. Brian Danielson versus Brian Cage being accompanied by Prince Nana. Brian versus Brian. This time it's personal. No. <laughs> Uh, this was an entertaining match, though. I like this one. I keep saying it, but Brian Cage needs some personality. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's why they have Prince Donna with him, so he has a mouthpiece, so then Donna no, could be the personality. But he never talks. His mouthpiece never speaks anymore. <laughs> Somebody hand Donna a stick. He just walks back and forth back there. I forgot he was even with Prince Nana. The cage is a fucking monster in the ring, but it's like when he gets on the mic, it's just like, oh, God. I don't even remember what he sounds like. That's how infrequently he speaks. <laughs> what, Nana? <laughs> no, freaking Cage. What does Cage sound oh, like? Yes, Anybody remember? Is. I don't hardly ever hear that guy talk. He must be terrible. Yeah, yeah, they know it. Yeah, Cage is in the mic person. It's not like, how come I don't even know what he sounds like? He's been around so long, I can't think of anything he says. Does he have a catchphrase? I do like the fact that he hit him with Weapon X, though. Like, I haven't seen him use that move in a long time. This makes MJF look a little bit weird that he teams back up with these guys in a way. After they jumped them, basically, you know? Well, actually, it wasn't them that jumped them. It was freaking uh, Stokely's guys, right? Yeah. So he's just aligning with another group, and hopefully this group doesn't jump him. It's, it's more like he paid these one, these guys. He paid the uh, last guys that jumped him. That's what I mean. He paid Stokely and those guys, and they wound up jumping him. Stop paying people. So he put them on the payroll. These guys are just the one time. <laughs> He's becoming like the Miz. Stop paying people. Except for the world titles. No. <laughs> No. Maybe you should go and get the opinions of five other doctors and see if any of them. Can <laughs> I can't believe you went back to that joke, you son of a bitch. I'm gonna show the whole world the AEW World Champion is Brian Danielson. You are not stopping me from wrestling ever again. Wow. Explosive emotion. He's pissed. Can't blame him. Yeah, yeah, we know who. Oh, I, sorry. Do you want to jump ahead? I kind of did want to jump ahead, though. I'm over Ruby. I didn't mean yeah, to jump ahead, but I wanted to. <laughs> it, it's, it's just Tony Storm carrying a Ruby Soho match. Like. Tony Storm work and, and Soraya work better as heels when they have goofy bitches like Ruby Soho as the baby faces, I guess, you know? And like this Tony Storm isn't like a goofy heel like she was in WWE. Like she's still just badass Tony Storm. Yo, I can't remember when it was. It might have been a week or two ago. I saw Britt Baker uh, post a tweet and it said that it said Tony Storm's hip attack should be banned. <laughs> yeah, Amber Amber Moon or, or or Athena's hip attack should be banned. I'm like these bitches over here concussing people with ass. Like it's... they have an anime about that. Yeah, I like the fact that she feigns the injury here. Gotcha, bitch. No, I know how to cover Look up. Look at that. Fuck. That is, yo. Look at the snap. Oh. 
Wow, he Yo, backed that wait, ass go up. one more time. Her head snapped off camera. Oh. <laughs> Dude, if you would have gone back again, I wouldn't have said shit. <laughs> That's right. You better think twice, guys. Yeah, you may as well get the win. This is going unflatten her face. In a dimly lit locked room, but unfortunately, some people just they can't seem to control their emotions around here. I'm not the first Jew that had to hide from a man with blue eyes, now am I? The guest I can't believe he said that. Can't force the fans to have taste. I think you're really talented. You think it's a good idea to dance with the devil, and I am here to tell you. So stay out of my business, or there will be consequences. Speaking of, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. How's that wing of yours doing, bud? You're going to keep on marching towards March 5th at Revolution, that one-hour Ironman match. Valiant Warrior, you're a hero. World Championship. See, this belt gives me a reason to get out of bed in the morning. All my blood, sweat, hard work, tears, and yes, my sins. This belt turns my catchphrase into a fact. This belt does make me better than you, and you know it. You need to take away from Max. See, I know the real reason why, Brian. Because just like me, you got a hole in your soul and you're trying to fill it. Matter of fact, I remember knocking out some big British guy. Kind of looked like Ellen DeGeneres on meth. It's not that was fucked up. Tip of the iceberg, and if you keep threatening to take away the one thing in this world that brings me happiness, you're going to find out that tonight, that was only physical pain. Physical pain is fleeting. Now this week, Tony Khan has issued out an open contract to any man to fight you. It's been a fun ride, Dragon, but I'm afraid it's over. Roll the clip. Long Timothy Thatcher. Timothy, toothless Timmy from NXT. How lucky are we, right? Yeah, go get to see toothless Timmy. No one cares what happens on Rampage anymore. Wrestling legend. Yeah, Amy Sakura is pretty good, especially when she's not wearing freaking uh, any kind mustache. of mustache. Yes. Let's just leave that. I knew that's where you were going, so I was like, let me do the twin thing and just finish it. <laughs> yeah. This was special for so many reasons. First of all, poor Jay could not keep it together. Yeah. And Mark came out like a bat out of hell. <laughs> and I like that he carried both titles with him. He didn't just have his, he had he had Jay's too. And Mark, how much strength does he have the faith that he has? A hero to his younger brother Mark intended it. Right now at shopaew.com. This was fantastic. You're part of the Ring of Honor referee corps with Jay and Mark. Absolutely. If you think of any. Oh my goodness! As Mark comes flying in with the Mark accelerates to the ropes and the Lawyer looking for the hip toss here. Classic Jay lethal combination. Instead of Mark Briscoe delivering that net kung fu. In the crowd of this man is an honor to see him. IGP tag team. Oh, this match had no business being this fun. <laughs> this yeah. was great. Really good. Really cool to see. If they, as you guys can see, they lifted the ban off of Mark Briscoe being an AEW. Yeah. 
and he'll be able to come back um, anytime, basically anytime he wants. Yeah, so too bad that it was in hindsight of what happened to his brother, but yeah, it's a shame. But it was very cool that Mark got this opportunity on his brother's birthday and won with his brother's move. The J Driller. It's crazy when you look at that group of people and you see how many people Jay had fantastic matches with. Yeah. Including Mark. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Oh, that's the shot right there. That is beautiful. And guess what? I started to think that I wasn't going to see it happen again. But AEW Dynamite brought in an overnight average of over 1 million viewers. Yep, they pulled it off again. With a point thirty two in the 18 to 49 demographic. Up from the 969,000 and the 967,000 and all of the 960-ish thousands that they've been doing. Finally hit that 1 million. So, that's very cool. Oh yeah, great. Lexington, Kentucky, Rupp Arena, episode 173, AEW Dynamite. Don't remember if I yeah. even said that before. Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. Good. Yeah, that that had to be somewhat therapeutic for Mark, though. Because I know he's been very quiet when it comes to like, dealing with this whole situation. Um, I have heard when it comes to the situation with Jay's uh, kids, uh, his daughter is getting back, like, walking again. Um, his youngest one, I believe, like the feeding tube is out. So they're they're slowly, slowly getting better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is good, you know, thank God. Oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, some kind of good news out of such an unexpected tragedy. Yeah, it's really, it's an unfair tragedy. I mean, I know, obviously, I'm, I'm, it's an understand what I'm saying, but it just feels really unfair that that turned out the way that it did. You know. It sucked. Uh, like like I said last week, it sucked. Like we literally watched them all of a month ago, burn the house down and probably put on one of the best matches of the year with FTR. And now Jay's not here anymore. Yeah, that turned out uh, turned out pretty crappy, to say the least. They did do the uh, Jay Briscoe Briscoe tribute show uh, on the Ring of Honor. And they put it also exclusively on YouTube, as well as the Honor Club. And uh, the matches were good, but you know, but what I think was most important was the, the tributes that they did there. Were really oh, dude, there were so many cool ones. Um, yeah, I'm gonna show one. Now. Austin Gunn was my favorite, <laughs> just because of his story. Truly extraordinary individuals in your life. Authentic people. People who love with all their heart, who embrace everything a million percent, and love unconditionally. <laughs> and that's what Jay Briscoe meant to a lot of us. You know, the fans of Briscoe Brothers are just an unstoppable tag team that, you know, 
will not be denied. But to us, Briscoe Brothers means something different. Because if you knew Jay, or if you know Mark, they are your brother. I was fortunate enough to watch Jay grow from a wild kid who'd do anything in the Northeast to one of the best performers in the world, to an amazing father. And I think it just best sums up why this hurts so much. You know, my brother wasn't born perfect. But he was filled with love. And I think that's why we'll miss him the most. I love you, Mark. My love to the Pew family. I'll pray for them girls until they're out of harm's way. God bless you. I met Jay, Jay Briscoe, really, really early on in my career. Um, it was 2010. It, it was right when I got to Ring of Honor. Um, this was the company that I wanted to work for uh, since I started training to be a wrestler. And, uh, and Jay and Mark Briscoe were two of the guys that I looked up to and, and idolized uh, completely. And, and, and getting to share a ring with them um, getting to share a locker room with them became so much more than just me getting to work with and meet a guy that I idolized. He became an incredible friend. Jay, uh, Jay did a lot for me professionally. There was a time in my career where I was kind of first learning the ropes of what it was like to be in main events for a company like Ring of Honor. And Jay believed in me. Uh, I, I remember winning the Ring of Honor championship for the first time. And a lot of people don't know this, but I was not supposed to be champion for, for very long. And Jay had just gotten to know me the past couple years. And, and he said, that he didn't think that was a good idea. He said he thinks that we need to make this Adam Cole guy special. And I automatically became special because I got to share the ring with someone as good and as talented as Jay Briscoe. But why, aside from the fact that this is crushing to so many people because of what he meant to pro wrestling, the biggest reason this is so soul crushing is whether you met Jay Briscoe for one day, whether you've known him for 10 years, he treated you like family. I have never heard Jay Briscoe complain about anything. I've never heard Jay Briscoe complain about anybody. He never talked trash on other people. He was all about lifting everybody up all the time. Anytime he's in that locker room, anytime I saw him, always had a huge smile on his face, always was having the time of his life. He was an incredible friend, an incredible brother, 
an incredible husband and an incredible father. I, every single year for opening day football, I would go to his house with the entire Briscoe family and they took me in and treated me like, like I was one of them. Uh, and I, I, I cherish, really, really cherish those times. I cherish, I cherish that I got to, uh, <clears throat> I cherish that I got to know Jay Briscoe at all. Jay, I love you. I know you're looking down on us right now, telling us to, to man up. And I am sending nothing but love and compassion for you, Mark, for your wife, for your children, for your entire family. Just know the impact that Jay has made on so many of us all across the world will be something that none of us will ever, ever forget. I love you, Jay. It's like the story that never ends, man. The Jay Briscoe Adam Cole saga continues. It's this promo gives me chills. But did you expect anything less? Jay, you know that with every fiber of my being, I hate you. I hate the air that you breathe. I hate the ground that you walk on. And I know the feeling's mutual. You wouldn't change a thing. That's why it's only appropriate that a final battle in the main event. We settled the score. You know, I've been in a lot of wars in this company over the years, but New York City, final battle. This is the one. Jake Briscoe. Throw all the rules out the window. Adam Cole. Throw Mike Bennett, throw Maria, throw Matt Taven out the window. For that Ring of Honor World Championship. It's you and me, one-on-one, -on -one, boy. In a fight without honor. I'm walking in the champion. I damn sure ain't losing this dumb bitch. This all started back in Philadelphia when I won the Ring of Honor World Championship. Jay Briscoe now knows that it's time, Nigel. Because your daddy told you, if Adam Cole wins like a man, you shake his hand like a man. Jay Briscoe is an absolute man of his word. He's never done. And then I showed you exactly what I thought of you. What the hell was that? After I beat you, and don't allow you to walk out of New York City. Your dad will look you right in the eyes and say how proud he is of you. But I'll know, and you'll know deep down in your heart of hearts that he's a liar. You want to talk about my family, man? You have nothing. <laughs> it looks intense, right? <laughs> no, Jay's promos were scary. Keep shooting, brother. Keep shooting. I'm right here, baby. This is a fight without honor, which means I don't give a damn if I kill your ass in the middle of that ring, Adam Cole. And he sounded like he meant it, right? I will leave you with absolutely nothing. And me, I'll leave And yeah, this feud did help elevate Adam Cole's career. For sure. It might get ugly out there. Whenever I think of Cole, I think of this feud. It's your own fault, Cole. You dug your own grave, boy. Time lay down. Bitch. Well, yeah, definitely. I, I shared the link to this whole show in the chat room. And it's easy to find on the Ring of Honor official Twitter. But definitely watch the match that goes to that. Like, and understand.
viewer discretion advised is not good enough. This was uncomfortable, unholy violence in that match. <laughs> yeah, there was some wild stuff in there. And then what they feuded for like what two years, I think. Was it that long? And what was kind of cool and with uh how ROH, especially with Fight Without Honor, how serious they took them, they never feuded again after that match. Yeah, well, that's, that's the way a lot of ROH feuds go. There are very, very few multiple-time champions, if you look at the ROH history. They yeah, usually I think pretty uh, Jay and... Yeah, Jay, Claudio, and Cole, I think, are the only three. I know Cole's the only three-time champion, and Jay's a two-time champion, Claudio's a two-time champion. I love the spot where he puts the thumbtacks in his mouth. Oh, bah! <laughs> like, that is crazy. You know the one part about this match that listen I don't the, know if fans like to, the to talk about as much? Listen to the song. Oh, that was a oh, that was not it. Thick. You're the only people I ever feel worse for than Cole or Jay in that match. Who's that? The people who were behind that poor table. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Those po- I think I remember. I remember once seeing like a live video, like like it was like a cell phone video of that match, and those poor souls were behind the table. They missed so much shit. They were the happiest people when that table finally got broken. So there's a new Jay Briscoe Reach for the Sky T-shirt. Let me get an image up here for you guys. I'm probably gonna wind up getting it because it looks pretty cool. Where are we at here? Here it is. 100% of the proceeds go to benefit his family. Here is the link. Yep. And if you were paying attention to the Dynamite highlights, some people like Jay Lee were wearing the same shirts. This is on January 17th. The wrestling world lost one of its most beloved family members when Jamin Pugh, known professionally as Jay Briscoe, tragically lost his life in an automobile accident. A member of the Ring of Honor family from the very beginning, Jay became a multi-time Ring of Honor world champion, a 13-time Ring of Honor world tag team champion, and a first ballot Ring of Honor Hall of Famer with his brother Mark. Together, the Briscoe brothers were part of Ring of Honor's foundation, the heart and soul, and were essential in building the company into the most influential wrestling promotion of the last 20 years. But more than that, the Pugh family lost a husband, a father, a brother, a son, and in an effort to both honor Jay's memory as well as support those left behind, we're offering this Reach for the Sky t-shirt with 100% of the proceeds going to benefit the Pugh family as they cope with this tragic loss. So there is the link. That is a cool looking shirt. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful one. Yeah. And one thing I did kind of notice that was really cool um with Mark's match with uh Jay. As he got that three count, what's Mark doing? Reaching for the sky. Mm-hmm. He had that one hand up in the air, which is kind of cool because you usually speak people kick out of a pin like that, but it was kind of fitting that Jay didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really cool stuff. There were so many cool uh, moments and matches and feuds with the Briscoes. Dude, they... 
you can, you in the sad part, like if you ask ten different people their favorite Jay Briscoe match, you're gonna get eleven different answers. That's how like long term those guys were in ROH, and that's how like successful they were. They never had really bad feuds or bad rivalries or bad matches. One of my favorite matches that I watched again recently with them was against Nakamura and Okada in Ring of Honor. Like this was yeah, a back, this, goal, this, this was around that time of the year when the when the New Japan guys would start when it would start coming over. I love this coat of honor in the beginning. Watch this. He's weird. I love him though. And so does Philly. Uh, he's on another level. It's the best way to describe him. I think this is one of their first times in Ring of Honor. Nakamura seems to be new to shaking hands. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody got handshakes. That's fucking great. Nakamura's like, who's this? <laughs> See, if it's me, I'm struggling not to laugh at that point. Like, <laughs> Let's jump ahead. God, I remember long-haired Mark Briscoe. Oh, my Lord. Jay's form is so fucking perfect in the ring. And the fa- fact that it, you can see when he's wrestling Japanese-style guys, it really, it really shines. You know, like this I've is always a, this loved the way veteran. Jay wrestles just because it seems calculated and wild all at the same time. This is a veteran's movement, you know? The four athletes in the ring. Mind-blowing. I just want to watch. Me too. Yeah, I'm the same way. I feel like it's happening for the first time every time I watch this match. Right. 27-year-old Okada. When Jay and Mark don't have the crowd all the way on their side. Got caught coming in. That's because everybody's happy to be seeing Okada. And Nakamura. Ring of Honor is always good at bringing over people from New Japan, you know? And from Dragon Gate. Wait, wait, wait! Oh, look at that. Your life flashed before your eyes. It was always great too, because Jade never wasted time. Like once he got that second hook in, you had about all of like a point five second to fix your life. Mark manic ass. <laughs> Perfect for Nakamura. I always just love whenever the Briscoe would make an entrance and Mark would like hurl a chair from the stage all the way down to the to the ring. Oh 
Briscoe brothers, former GHC junior tag team champions years ago. So they're no stranger to Japanese tag team titles. And we said it hundreds of times. Eight-time world tag team champions here in Ring of Honor. <laughs> but where they are now in their careers, I mean, they're, they have been battle-tested, proven on so many occasions. And as they've gotten older, they've gotten wiser. I miss some good old regular Ring of Honor, you know? They're doing their best to keep it alive. I give them credit for that. The spirit's still there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish we could watch the whole thing. We'd be here forever. Look, it's Redneck Kung Fu. Hell yeah. <laughs> These are the days. She says he looks kid six three. He got Okada in there. It's like Jay's got taking so long to get tagged back in. Come on, Jay. And the worst part about it is the longer it takes to get him in, the worse it's gonna be. <laughs> See, look, his precision with like, oh my god, I love his jabs. Yeah. Look how fast Jay is. There it is, that's the one. I love that neck breaker, right? Look at that again. One more time. That's a beautiful neck breaker. But yeah, when you guys get a chance, watch this. It's it's really good. We're not even conveying just how good it is. Yeah, Jay Briscoe was something extremely special. Like, like the influence he had, not just as a wrestler, but as the person, like is never going to be replicated ever again. First and foremost, I want to say, Jay Briscoe, I'm going to miss you, brother. I love you. I miss you, and uh, it was a tragedy. You were taking, taken from us so young, 38. I just, I'm blown away. You're so much younger than I am, and, and you should be here right now, and it makes me sad that you're not. And one thing I want to tell everyone is that a lot of people really don't understand Jay in detail because you see this cool, badass gangster when he's in the ring. He has these crazy facial expressions. And, and I'll tell you, being in the ring with him, wrestling against him, there were times where you're like, oh my God, this guy's really locked in. Like, I, I hope he doesn't hurt me because he was that authentic. He was that genuine. He was so good at what he did. He was, he, he looked like a killer out there. And he could play the part because he was that great of an athlete and he was that great of a pro wrestler as well. Whether he was, you know, technically wrestling, just doing fundamentals, whether he was doing hardcore stuff, he could do it all. So talented. And once you got back through the curtain and he took off that demeanor and you talked to Jay Briscoe, the man, it's just so crazy how different he was, how soft-spoken and humble and almost bashful to a degree, just such a kind, good soul. And I scrolled back through the text exchanges we've had over 
the last few years. I got to know him a little bit after working with him in Ring of Honor for quite a while, and we tried to stay in touch when we could. We always talked about being fathers, and we were both so proud and, and just loved our families so much, and especially our kids. We both have a bunch of kids, and, and that's, to me, the, the saddest thing in all of this. Because I know in, in Jay's heart, he wanted to see his kids through. He wanted to see them grow up. He wanted to see them succeed and, and, and be great human beings. And I mean, I'm, it's heartbreaking. It's devastating to me that he doesn't get to see that now. So I think we have to appreciate what we got to see from Jay Briscoe and the Briscoes. And we have to celebrate his life and his career because he was special. Him and his brother, they broke ground. They were trailblazers. They really brought tag team wrestling up to another level in the 2010s. You know, when, when I, I think about, when I hear Ring of Honor, two of the first names that come to my mind are the Briscoes and the Young Bucks. Both of those guys did amazing things there. And Jay was a good human being, and I'm so honored that I got to know him like I knew him. And I'm so sad that I've texted him for the very last time that I can't text him anymore. So I hope everyone out there will keep his family, and especially his two daughters that were also injured in their thoughts and their prayers. And uh, I just really hope they can find a normal life coming out of all this because it's just such a sad, awful situation. Jay Briscoe, I love you, man, and I miss you, and I hope to see you again one day. Yeah, so... Yeah, he was yeah, he involved he uh touched a lot of people, that's for damn sure. Man, a ton and a half. Mm hmm So uh the Briscoe's family friend, his name is Josh Wharton, he released a statement from Mark Briscoe after this happened. It was his first statement. He just kinda reports what happened. And he says he answered the phone just the most chipper I've ever heard him. The one thing that stuck out to me, I can't imagine he, when it was when he said, I can't imagine going through this not being a believer. He realizes that our time here on Earth is small is a small glimpse in existence. He realizes that we're going to see him again, and he's hoping to use that as a tool to motivate people to get into heaven with us. He sent a text that says, God is on the throne. That's all I got, bro. The man has been through a lot, and he still has his faith. He's going to carry the Pew and Briscoe name proudly. So Mark being very religious... Uh, you know, that's how he that was what he dealt with. That was his way yeah. of dealing. And it definitely helps that I mean he has the whole wrestling world basically showing their love and support. So Yeah, it, it is. It still sucks, but you know, at least he's able to Yeah. He's able to remain more positive than I would have in his shoes. So I give him credit for having that. Oh my god, who are you telling to do? That'd be a mess. Like Yeah. Like, as somebody who is a younger sibling, just like Mark, yeah, I'd lose my shit. Are you kidding me? You're part of Ring of Honor from the very beginning, but because of the nature of professional wrestling, um, there were many periods of time where I wasn't a part of Ring of Honor. Um, I think there were actually four distinct areas of my career that can be called my Ring of Honor years. I started in 2002 and left in 2004. Uh, I came back from 2005 to 2007, and then I was there for a year in 2010, and then from 2014 until the beginning of AEW. 
So because of that, I was in and out, and people still sort of think of me as a, I guess, a forefather of Ring of Honor. And as a result of that, I saw a lot of people come and go from uh, the locker room. But one person that came but never went was Jay Briscoe. Um, he wrestled on the very first show, and at that time he was just a teenager, uh, maybe 17, 18 years old. And um, his brother Mark wasn't even old enough to wrestle on the show. They actually made an angle of that where he couldn't wrestle until he was 18, I believe. And um, after a while, with everybody sort of coming and going and the way that wrestling was where some people left and other people were hired, Jay and Mark became the stalwarts of that locker room. They were always there. And um, over the course of my career, it, it was sort of a, an inside joke where um, we knew Jay and Mark would sort of go into contract negotiations every year and Jay would say something to the effect of, I just want you all to know that we ain't going nowhere. And uh, that was the truth. They never went. They never left Ring of Honor. Their loyalty to the brand in coupling with their in-ring talents, they made that. That made them synonymous with Ring of Honor. And um, I think if you, if you look at the, the course of Ring of Honor and the, the output of wrestling that came from Ring of Honor, so many of the great, great matches came as a result of Jay Briscoe. And um, I couldn't think of anybody that would be more uh, appropriate to be as, uh, you know, when people talk about the Mount Rushmore of, of, of professional wrestling or the Mount Rushmore of this or that, the Mount Rushmore of Ring of Honor wrestling, definitely Jay and Mark Briscoe belong there. And Jay, um, you know, definitely with all the hard work that he put into it, uh, deserves his place at the top of, of, of the list of, of people. Um, I, I must have wrestled Jay anywhere from 10 to 20 times in my career, certainly a lot more tag matches, but as far as singles matches, I was so fortunate to wrestle him um, a, a great number of times. And um, you always knew you were in for a fight. You always knew that you were gonna come out battered and bruised but i never i never was worried i was never scared i was never disappointed uh the idea if i saw my name on on the list next to his or if i saw that we were wrestling it wasn't a a fear or a trepidation i just knew that i was in for just someone that was so passionate and so focused and driven into putting the best match out there that he could and when you're in the ring with someone like that, you can't help but push yourself to be the best wrestler you can be. And um, I, I'm so proud of the, of the work that I got a chance to do with him. Um, not just the singles matches with him, but the matches, the tag matches over the course of time. Um, I must have wrestled him and Mark dozens of times with different different tag team partners, Matt Seidel, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, just when something like this happens, you, you look, you look back at you look back at those moments and you realize how lucky you are to have had them and how fortunate to 
have been in a place in a period of time where uh, just art, just great art was created. And I feel like every moment of Jay's career was 100% focused, 100% driven, 100% real. And uh, I, I said this in, a, in, a, in an Instagram post yesterday, but the only thing he did better than wrestling, the only thing he did better than being a professional wrestler was being a father and a brother and a man. And um, just seeing him backstage, the person that Jamin Pugh was, uh, so different than the, per the wrestler Jay Briscoe was. Jamin was just the sweetest heart and the warmest person and um i'm sure people will talk about how he always had a smile and a hug and uh, a laugh for the guys in the locker room the people that he respected the people that he trusted the people that he loved and i'm so glad that i feel like i can count myself as one of those people um i would like to say to mark his brother and Ashley, his wife and his his daughters. Um, thank you for sharing him with us. Um, I know we took him away from you many nights. He spent on the road, uh, traveling, wrestling, and I know that was a hardship for you that all of us go through, but I appreciate every moment that he got to spend with me and I hate that it had to be a moment away from you. But I appreciate and I thank you for letting me a part of, be a part of his life and part of his history. And um, I know that I know that there's pain right now and it hurts and it's hard to see an end or a light at the end of this tunnel. But just remember that we are all we all miss him and we love him and we love you. And um, Jay, thank you, man. I love you. I'll miss you more than <sighs> I miss you more than I can express. I don't have words to tell you, <sighs> but thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you. Yeah, I did a good tribute show for him, you know. Oh yeah. All all the different testimonies we got throughout that show were fantastic. Yeah, they showed a lot of callback matches that you guys can watch. Christopher Daniels obviously had a match against Jay Briscoe that they showed after that. Oh, man. Eddie Kingston speaks. I liked Eddie's. Well, it's where I, I said I like Eddie's, but it's like with Eddie, you could tell he was he's still trying to like process it i have it here actually yeah it still doesn't feel real oh wait let me go back a little okay so uh i'm gonna miss you jay um i know it's, it's really hard to talk about it today i don't have any inspirational words or anything cute to say or whatever, like, I'm just so stuck. Um, it doesn't seem real, and uh, it just doesn't, 
it's not fair, and it's just all this stuff. But uh, I, I just love you, Jay. I'm gonna miss you a lot, man. And I'm just gonna miss the good times we had and, and how just all this stuff is just not, it's not fair, dog. And uh, I really don't know what to say, man. I just, it's just not real to me, dog. It's just, just maybe the Raiders will have a shot now. Maybe you can help them out in heaven, you know? That's all I can really think, like, positive-wise, you know? Man, I, I, I love you, man. And I love your family. And, uh... <sighs> You'll be missed by a lot of people, though, because you touched a lot of people, Jay. Just by you being you, man. You and Chicken, just y'all being yourselves. Good human beings. Good family men. You're a goal for a lot of us outside of wrestling. So I'm just gonna miss you, dog. I'm just gonna miss you, man. So that, that's really it. That's. I thought I had more to say, but I really don't. You know, uh, I guess the only thing, only good thing I can say right now is for all the the boys and in the back and, and, and for Jay's family, you know. Um, we have a choice now. Um, we can either do good in Jay's memory um, or do bad because of the pain we're feeling. Um, it's gonna be hard for me, but I, I wanna choose good and stick to that path in, in, in your memory, Jay. And uh, that's it. I love you, dog. And uh, I hope one day, I, you know, I'm forgiven and I can see you again. Tell Sweeney I said hello. Tell Brody I said what up, man. And I, and I hope to see you soon one day. Yeah. Name oh. that couldn't have been on television, you know. And I'm glad that they fixed right. it in the long run, but, you know. Yeah, sometimes you gotta do the most you can. So. Hmm. Like but Eddie's one hurt because it's like you could see in his eyes, like still waiting for the rib to be over. Like, no, Jay's still here, and it's like, no, he, he's not. Yeah, it is weird. It doesn't it, it's I have to say cuz we've been through a lot of wrestling deaths on this channel. This is one of the few that the weirdest thing about it is that it doesn't feel like he's gone. Right. It feels like at any moment we're going to hear reach for the skies and Jay's going to come popping out. Like most of the time <laughs> when we're on here you feel the loss when we do the show it's like, yeah, they're gone. This is one of the first times I've ever in my life done a show where we're talking about someone who it doesn't, doesn't doesn't feel like it, right? Like, when Dusty died, it was like, okay, yeah, Dusty's gone. When Piper died, it was like, okay, Piper's gone. I guess that's the difference between when somebody dies at an older age and when somebody dies uh, before their time. Yeah. Especially when you you can literally recall the exact last time you saw them. Mm -hmm. Like, your mind can't process that fact. Like, seeing 
seeing uh, the ROH tribute show, and after every match, they would put Jay's picture up there, and I'm like, wow, that's like Jay's not here anymore. Yeah, like it's, it's weird. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know really what to say, and I feel like a lot of my colleagues don't. Uh, that's been the sentiment today. Uh, we all kind of found out on the way here, and it was a very I want to say awkward flight because I think everybody that met Jay knew how genuine he was and um, what a good heart he had. And it's just, it all hit us very hard because you always say, okay, see, okay, see you next time. And you expect that to happen. So when it doesn't, it's just, even worse because there's so many things you may wanted to tell the person, uh, you may have wanted to say, and I think that's the case for for a lot of us. Um, it certainly has been for me because I've, I haven't seen Jay in about 10 years. And when we searched out for the first time, it was just the same that it has been uh, 10 years ago when we were married uh, with the Kings of Wrestling, me and Chris Hero and you know Mark and Jay for over a year in this super bloody feud in Ring of Honor that uh, was so much fun. I have such full memories of some of my favorite tag matches. Um, just the fact at how good you guys were in the ring and how much fun outside. Uh, one of the nicest guys you'll meet outside of the ring, one of the scariest guys once the music hit. Um, and it was just like we were, you know, back in our 20s, just trying to have as much fun as we can, get better and everything. And that's just a testament to um, your integrity and your heart and the kind of person that you are. You always try to um, improve, get better, and are always warm with a smile. It's always, you couldn't be in a bad mood being around Jay. He was just always happy, infectious laugh, just having a good time. Just. I remember uh, after the last final battle, uh, we would just sit in a locker room. Uh, you, me, Mark, Mark's wife, you would just sit and talk uh, about your kids, about about the farm, about the good old days, about uh, you know when we just trying to make a name and ring of honor to now, when we're still trying to do the same essentially, and it's it's heartbreaking that. I can never talk to you again, but I am very, very gracious that I got to share uh, those moments with you, that I got to share the ring with you. Um, I think those matches and during that time, we were all so hungry. We were all just trying to get better and I learned so much from you and your brother. And every time I watch those matches back and I watch the promos for it and everything, uh, it, just, it just brings a smile to my face. and. I think that's how we should remember people for with a smile and with a lot of uh, you know gratefulness that we were able to share parts of our lives with them and I'm extremely extremely happy and extremely grateful that I got to share a part of my life with you and part of our journey together and um, you know I hope Hope your family is doing, is doing well, Mario. You know, thoughts and prayers go out to them. 
uh, during this extremely difficult time, and obviously Mark as well, and your dad, Papa Briscoe and Mama Briscoe, who one of my favorite matches was um, 2010 final battle, and it was you guys, F family Briscoe with Papa Briscoe against uh, me, Chris Hagedorn, and Sarah Ringside. It was just. It was just a fun, fun match, and probably one of my favorites in Ring of Honor because every time we stepped in the ring, you guys, it was awesome. And every time talking after, before, whatever, it was always smiles. It was always a good time. And yeah, I'm just extremely happy that uh, I was able to be part of that. And I'm very sad that you're not here with us anymore, and I can't hear you laugh, and I can't hear your voice. So. I'll miss you. Yeah, crazy. True that. And I believe that was the last match, right? It was was it was the last match Claudio versus uh Chris Hero? Yep, uh yeah, Claudio and um I mean I'm sorry, Claudio yeah, versus, uh, Christopher Daniels. Chris, Christopher Daniels. I said Chris here because I was thinking Kings of Wrestling. Because <laughs> they ran a they ran a Kings of Wrestling and um Briscoe's match at that point. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah, we've definitely gone way too soon. Like, we got cheated out of so many matches. So much stuff. It's gonna like, there's be, so like, much fun stuff we could have had, and sadly we're not gonna get it now. Yeah, there's always gonna be that missing void, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, Dynamite and the Jay Briscoe tribute, at least the parts that matter, because we're going to have to see the matches again. It's free on YouTube. You know, I just kind of skimmed through it. You guys yeah. could go watch the whole thing. The show's supposed to be about everything. Yep. So. Check it out. Celebrate Jay. Yeah, buy a shirt. Link's in the chat. Oh, yeah. I'm buying one. I get paid this weekend. I'm fucking buying one. I get paid tomorrow, actually. Yeah, I'm buying one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um... Probably should throw the music on. I'll probably music time. Musica. We should also talk about the Raw 30th anniversary, aka the Go Home show to the Royal Rumble. Yeah! Which starts the road to WrestleMania. Okay. Raw is XXX, a.k.a. Raw 1548, came to us from the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania's Wells Fargo Arena. And if that's not crazy enough, Hogan opens the show. So SJW, suck it. No. Well, it was good to see Hogan. Yeah, he was getting some booze, but uh, you know, yeah, they don't matter. It's the trial of Sami Zayn. Tribal court. Philadelphia, acknowledge me, wise man. 
W is dead. The same for Sammy Zayn. He's the betrayer, the island of irrelevancy. He has been making us feel the fans of the Philadelphia Eagles. Sammy Zayn is guilty as charged. I love the way they put together a package of, of Sammy Zayn. <laughs> Paul Heyman, you turncoat snake. <laughs> you piece of shit. That was an assassination attempt on the tribal chief. Rat bastard. That hurts. Carefully craft this video to make it out. Like what? Like what? What do you think? Literally put me on trial. To da dun dun. Da da dun dun dun. No. <laughs> Let me get this straight. You don't have a defense. This is the respect you show me. And no, solo. Jay saves him. I put together my own footage last night. Roll the tape. This is him being a hero. Look at that. He saved his ass there, too. In there, too. This man has took so many bullets for me. Man, my dog basically bulletproof. I love you like a brother, Roos. 100. I find you, Sami Zayn, not guilty. Go home, and then I will see you at the Royal Rumble where you're going to deliver your final test. Jey Uso so eloquently put bulletproof defense of Sami Zayn tonight. But what is the. Oh, that's right. Hug it out, guys. Jay saved his ass, of all people, right? right. The entire segment was produced by Michael Hayes. But they do their own stuff. They was just a producer. You know. Let's jump ahead here. WWE Raw Tag Team Title match. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay defending the championship against Sami Zayn and the Judgment Day. Oh, I'm sorry. The Judgment Day. Sami Zayn's with the the Usos, obviously. Oh, I was trying to figure out what went wrong there. Yeah. Just me misreading our card. That's all I'm mean. <laughs> what do you think of this match anyway? Yeah. Yo, why is Dom so good so early? Like, I don't understand. I love though that he put the he put the kids up on the opposite eye. Yeah. Happened. This match was absolutely excellent. Priest and Dominic are such a good team. The Usos, I mean, what, what haven't we said about them at this point? <laughs> Priest with his crazy diving ass out here. I love that dive. Like. But yeah, spoiler alert, that's why Sami Zayn's in the car. They do the whole work angle where Jay gets hurt. 
And uh, Sami Zayn takes his place. It's like Freebird rules, even though they should be able to retain the titles in that situation. Finn Balor's like like all the way in the background. Finn Balor's like the the all the way in the background guy of this whole thing, right? Adrenaline, guts, Jimmy Uso, taking out Damian Priest. Watch out, we might shank you, JP. continue forfeit the tag team championship and wait 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 maybe there's a solution jimmy uso's hurt sammy uso is good to go let me defend him what do you say come on it continues right now yeah and he takes his place sammy to the rescue it starts going in Full on generical shit. It was great. Championship. Sammy kicks Yeah, that's always the problem. Yeah, right. Get Tamina to whip her ass. Tamina won't rip her ass though. You just get Tamina killed. There you go. I don't want to see him just Saturday. You understand? Yes. I don't know if that got Sammy back into Roman's good graces, but it's nothing Sammy seems to get him back into his good graces. Oh, look a legend reunion. Who's this dude you got with you here? Barry Corbin. Baron. C O R B A. It's got to be on the list. Man, I just told you you're not on the list. Clear up this little problem. I can do that. It's an APA reunion, and at the same time, it's a Nation of Domination reunion, and Baron Corbin's there too. Check it one more time for me. What can find a spot? We can work something out right there. Man, there it is. The Godfather's mad at The Rock for making him short on the show. Oh, look, it's LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Wyatt brought back the Firefly Funhouse. Yippee! If I was any more a man, there'd be two of me standing here right now. This guy is living on past glory, and it just got me thinking. Hey, Wyatt's living on past glory. If any single one of those legends right now has enough tingle in their loins, yeah! To this was the highlight of the show, but not for the reason you think. I didn't expect this. If you guys were here for the watch along, you saw how surprised I was. Oh, Look at that. This was... It's the American Badass. He comes with the kid rock music, not even the Limp Biscuit. And what I love about this is he took so much time. We were waiting for it to be like, oh, he's fine with us. Before we take this anywhere. You look back there, there's a bunch of softies back there. Top of the list is Bray Wyatt. You're giving me an opportunity to do something right now. Think of the irony of the headline that we can create right now. I'm going to give you a pass. L.A. Knight. Yeah. Go. 
the prize. Your corner now. Undertaker, let's see if we get a good shot of him there. Yeah, it was good to see him. Anyway, he tweeted, moments define this industry. This one was special. And then Bray tweeted, this moment justified a lifetime of sacrifices for me. A lifetime of people treating my uniqueness like it was a disease. Through all the bad times, I never ch changed myself to fit anyone's narrative. I'm proud of that. Thank you, Taker. And this was also, this segment was produced by Chris Park. You may know Obvious. him. Exactly. Abyss produced this. You got to get the right people for the right shit. Right. That's the trick. Medusa, yeah. And DDP. Straight The barbaric structure that is. So anyway, this was this was them giving divas a chance or giving women wrestlers a chance right here. Lucky them. Uh, we were supposed to have a steel cage match, but what wound up happening was the bloodline segment went too long, so it got cut. And instead, we got this. I love how the internet went deep shit like women wrestlers having to get chances left and right. Well, is this the first women's thing that we're getting on the show? Yeah, this was the first one tonight. Yeah, this was okay. So the first woman's thing that we're getting on the 30th anniversary just got cut. They do have a point. It's not like it didn't happen. Yeah. Some people flip their shirt like it happens every other week, and it's like this is the first time. Nope. But it happened for the 30th anniversary. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. <laughs> so DX comes out. Look at that. Even Kurt Angle, look at that. I love seeing Kurt Angle out there doing it. I gotta I see one with that. Oh, man, because I'm like, what the fuck is Kurt doing out there? Kurt? I always wanted to be in DX. Yeah! Are you ready? Oh! For the millions watching around the world. By oh, and they never got to say suck it. You bunch of degenerates. We are Imperium. And we are here to kick you out of our ring. Any one of you is going to do something about it. I'm retired, dude. I'm too old. I'm too old. I got a really bad case of shin splints. Tell you what, oh, who am I getting? I'm not going to fight him. Kurt said he they call him Butterbean butter or Butterball or something. Somebody that was willing to come out here and want to fight out. you guys. This was the best part. Whoa! Oh, sorry, I thought we were still <laughs> There was a team upset even the score. Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins. And how do you, 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 
And we need somebody to make this official. Why does everybody always look at me? Hey, this booking stuff isn't easy, you know. Somebody that could come out here and make sense of this whole situation. You know it's the man. Empyrean, you will face the Street Profits. Seth freaking Rollins, six-man tag team match, player. Guys, I have an, I have an idea. <laughs> Ring the bell. We got two words for ya. There it goes. If you listen carefully during that segment, Triple H never stops working because you hear him telling Shawn Michaels to stop turning his back to the hard camera. <laughs> I'm dead serious. For anybody... It's ridiculous how aware he always is Kurt Angle tweeted, you suck plus suck it equals you suck it. I'm not sure if that's the... Uh, I'm not sure if that's the best new thing, Kurt. You suck it. I'm telling you, I'm so yeah, it's so funny to still look at Rollins as a baby face. I think it's like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like fans see how much fun he's having with the gimmick. So at that point, it makes them have fun with the gimmick, so he just defaults into a baby face at that point. Mm -hmm. like, I've seen footage of like Rollins at live events. He has a fucking blast with this Kurt Angle with his red, white, and blue ref shirt. Dawkins said, I'd be damned if y'all break us Right. <laughs> Angle's having a blast. Nice blockbuster. And the pedigree. Cash out into the stomp. Blackout. You did point out one thing though when we were watching this live. There's only one thing that made this a little bit devastating. What's that? The Street Profits didn't win, so we didn't get to see Rollins celebrate to the Street Profits music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> forget. Look at they got IRS. Wyatt's father. Papa Wyatt. No, you can keep that. With Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Man, MVP wants to hurt business back so badly, even though he's the one who fucked it up. No doubt in my mind, right. we will do everything you said. We're gonna take back your United States championship. 
get the VIP lounge, pop some bottles, make some new friends. CP, I didn't need your help or Omas's help to become the number one contender. And I don't need your help to win the title back. Let me handle my business. All right, Jack. I'm a nature boy. 30 years of raw. You keep the nature boy. Styling, baby. Diamonds are forever. Woo! But the greatest gift they've given me, and I am so honored as a father, as a wrestler, as a man, introduce to you the greatest woman champion, Charlotte. I saw somebody look at that outfit and say, oh, Ric Flair's outfit looks like my grandmother's curtains. I was thinking, honey, you couldn't sell your grandmother to afford Ric Flair's curtains. We're just living in it. always talking shit. You know. People trying to take digs at these wrestlers that are made of money. Where we began to revolutionize. It is where I evolved from a diva. Facing names like Ronda Rousey, Nikki and Brie Bella, Oscar, and Rhea Ripley. I am able to call myself the most decorated athlete. Two women who sit atop their respective mountains. Understand the magnitude of this Saturday. Oh, down an overabundance of respect between these two athletes. Respect everything that you've done for this business. Queen, do what you do, but just not here. I mean, this is my show. Do you she goes, I go here. Dude, I love that she brought that line back. You guys do realize that I used to run this show, right? My question is, where's my recognition in all this? Does your show, how about you handle this? How about you come get in the ring and then you can be the center of my attention. Take on the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, here on Raw. EST, Bianca Belair. Sonya Deville getting that exposure. Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Wherever there's wrestling, she probably will. Oh my god. I was wondering how you were going to make it to the end of that. Yeah, I did it. Maybe Bianca's preoccupied with that. Good match, though. Like I said, I know you don't like her, but I think she's a good hand for what they're using her for. They must like her to give her this much television exposure. What I don't like about it, though, is just the fact that, like, for weeks on end, it was just showing the vote. I deserve a title shot to get the title shot, get the ass for. So it's like, it takes, I guess, because, I mean, yeah, the girl works her ass off. But I guess it just takes a little bit out of me just because I'm, like, I'm counting down to the ass. <laughs> there you go, right after you said that. Perfect, perfect timing. Perfect timing. That's terrible. It's like I see the end of the book, so it's just like, oh my god. For the last time, I. Not for nothing, before. I didn't notice that. I don't know how I noticed that when we watched this live. Before, a girl who's talking about. For them to not focus on any of the why shouldn't focus on her. Did you see how she came in? Yes, yeah, so she came in with why it She's in denial. It's great. What I'm going to do to Alexa Bliss. For the last time, I am your only obstacle. And if everyone would just leave me the hell alone, maybe I wouldn't have to keep reminding you of that. I don't need anyone to tear your face open with my bare hands. But don't worry. I'll spare your eyes so you can watch me walk out of Royal Rumble with the Raw Women's Championship. Championship challenger this Saturday, Alexa Bliss. 
There's the game. Anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Where's my Miz TV? I am the first ever Grand Slam champion. Turn around, Miz. Surprise! Those stunners are getting better and better. Roman, let me tell you, you are guilty of WWE Universal title hostage for over two years now. The Royal Rumble. Take that title and give everybody a champion they can be proud of. Taking that title from you or I'm going to die trying. It's, oh, no. Oh, poor Miz. He got the Shane McMahon treatment. From the grasp oh, give of the title team to reward a main event. So that's what the 30 man Royal Rumble looks like, folks. Yeah, this is everybody we know who's going to be in it. Mm hmm. It's a pretty lucrative looking team they got there. Yeah, got a few Rumble winners scattered throughout. Speaking of main event, I thought perhaps you would quote Steely Dan, KP. Good old A Town. The vein of the Mark's existence. Yeah, really. Make peace with it. He's the guy. To get those big hands on Austin Theory. United States Championship. I knew he was going to keep it no matter what. Yeah, it was just a matter of how they were going to pull it off. And considering what happened, I heard, I, I, I heard maybe a few days earlier. Sons are related to what happened was going to happen, so I forgot about it. Look at the power of the champion. I think that made it a little bit more cooler for me. In fact, like I didn't expect it because I was like, I completely forgot about it. Lastly, slowly. The head of steam. Look out now. Taking down theory. And lastly, once again, now this is opportunity. But the very and they got toys at the expense. And face goes the champion. Lastly, applied the. So what do you think of this match overall? Oh, this match is fun. This... The champion in all types of trouble from the ropes. That gave me a slight bit of anxiety just because I'm like, okay, one table's there, the other table's on the opposite side. They're gonna hit one on the way down like this. Surprise! Yeah, like, I heard Brock was gonna be there, but I forgot that I heard. Pace inside the ring. My God, F5. What a funny finish, though. That's so fucked up. And that's has... literally how they had the two. Like he, they got the Sopranos finish. Yeah, they 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 ran time just close enough, just close enough to uh to get Brock in there. There's actually a clip I didn't want to bother to show it on here, but there's a clip of Brock getting to the top of the ramp and looking at the producer, and he's like, "Is that it?" <laughs> like, I don't even know if the show was over or, or what was going on, I guess. Look at Brock is great. It's like, that it? We clear? We're good? <laughs> yes, we are clear. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'd been hearing that Brock was going to start his road to WrestleMania on Monday. So I was like, yeah, I, I, I'd forgotten he was going to be there. So when he came out, I was like, oh shit, yeah, Brock's, Brock's supposed to be here. 
Yeah, I never, I don't follow anything wrestling related until it's time to go on the air, so everything's a surprise to me. I don't know how you guys do it. I'd lose my mind. See, oh, okay. well, I've noticed lately, I never go looking for it. I just happen to come upon it. I don't even come upon it. I must be going, I must be in different places. I don't even come upon it. Yeah. I just don't, uh, I try to stay away from it to be completely real. Certain things I'll think about it in that moment and then forget about it later. So. Yeah, so the Brock thing caught me off guard. I thought he was going to be gone for a bit, but we should have known with Bobby Lashley being there, right? Yeah, him and Bobby have unfinished business. So if knew they come across each other one uh, coming come across each other at some point. Let's see if we could get some. Because WWE did a miserable job. I'm not going to lie to you guys. The default graphics this, this year, they did a miserable job. They didn't really put anything. Try. They didn't try at all. They, they didn't put anything up except for like the logo, really. Like nothing that, that uh, indicates like what the matches are going to be. I mean, this we know what the matches are. You don't know, you don't know type things. We know what the matches are, but you know, we like to have a, a thing. I'd like to make it a little bit more visual. I'm even double checking there again to see if they fit. It was ugly enough that I thought maybe if I come back later, they would have fixed it. But no. <laughs> For the women and men's Royal Rumble, they just put up the giant Royal Rumble logo with the word matches. There's no one in the image. <laughs> just like around the fourth wall. But yeah, we'll take some screenshots from their stuff and we'll be fine. Okay. The Royal Rumble. 2023 is going to come to us from San Antonio, Texas, from the Alamo Dome. Remember the Alamo Dome? The Alamo Dome. <laughs> At high noon. <laughs> yeah, the Alamo Dome. Don't forget, guys, once again, this t- Saturday, we will be in this chat room, January 28th. Probably 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, depending on when that kickoff starts. But just know that it's Royal Rumble Day. You should be ready. Whatever the time is, that's when you should be here. Bring your food. Come hang out. Exactly. All right. So we're going to try our best to do this. Prediction-wise, I guess we'll start with the Women's Royal Rumble. Which we don't really know all of the contestants for. So the wild card is just doing your best to guess here based on the information that we have and what we know going forward. Royal Rumble match has Candice LeRae, Emma, Zelina Vega, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, and Raquel Rodriguez. That's what we know so far. This is going to be Emma's first Rumble. I believe it. Not like they've ever really pushed Emma. (laughs) You know? It's just funny, like, by the time she was gone, the Rumble still wasn't even a thing yet. Well, at least the women's one wasn't a thing. There could be 30 women in this. I mean, there's going to be 30 women. We don't know any of them of the other one. Yeah. Do you have any predictions of anyone that's not on this list? Of, like, who's just going to show up? Mm-hmm. Um, I can see Medusa showing up. She popped up in the first one, the first time they did it for the girls, so... Hmm. Medusa, probably Molly. I can see Molly making an appearance. 
I wonder if Ronda's gonna be there. It wouldn't be a surprise because we haven't seen Ronda since uh, Charlotte beat her. Yeah, I guess Ronda makes some sense. You know Trish and Lee are probably gonna be there. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I want people that are more likely to not just make cameo, but just make some sort of a difference, I guess. I guess it is really all about the cameos, though, as well, right? Yeah, especially for the women's rumbles. They kind of rely a little bit more on the uh, the legends. But as when it comes to who I think is going to win, because she's performed so well the last two times and she was runner-up last year well runner-up the year before i think it's gonna be Rhea. you think Rhea? yeah because um she's made it she's made it almost to the end almost every time she's been in the rumble like she does really good in this match and they've been kind of teasing the concept of Rhea and uh bianca belair going at it again but this time for the championship. Mm-hmm. Well, based on who they have in there early on, I damn sure don't see anybody winning it. Besides Rhea, I mean, they're not really pushing Raquel or Candice or anyone up there. Shane is the closest to push out of all of them. I'd have to think of the entire women's roster off the top of my head since they didn't, since they're keeping it mainly a surprise. You know what? Which is good. It's good that they're keeping it that big of a surprise this time around. I kind of like that. That's a smarter way to do it. Normally, yeah, as a level of mystery, you have to guess if somebody you like is going to be there or not instead of just knowing. I mean, you know what, man? I'm going to do that. Actually, I'm going to do what they intend. I'm going to put my wild card in this. Sonya Deville is going to win the Royal Rumble. I'll turn everything off. I think Sonya. <laughs> they've been again, I think they've been using Sonya a lot on both on both if I had to make a random prediction, they've been using her a lot on both shows. Uh and she's been like up to her conniving and the most scheming out of everybody. I see Sonya Deville as a winner of the Royal Rumble. I mean, I could see her probably challenging Charlotte for the title of the Rumble. That we have one more SmackDown for that to happen. Yeah, they can see them making that match tomorrow night. If they don't make that match, I see her winning the Rumble to get that match. So that it really depends on that. But for the time being, that's my prediction until we get to the actual watch a long day. Oh god, I can't even fathom the idea of her winning that match. Alright, well. That's all I got for that prediction. You guys can feel free to let us know. Next up, the pitch black match. We still don't know what the hell this thing is going to be. We'll probably find out tomorrow. Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. I hope this isn't some cinematic match. It probably will be. It sounds like it will be. Huh. 
Who do you have for this one? Ooh. See, it's bad because I love LA Knight so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I could see if... I think if Bray wins it, it's going to be due to some kind of interference from either Howdy or the Funhouse or something. Like, I don't, I don't see it, but I can also see that being what caused Bray the match. Yeah, I think that this one would definitely go to Bray. I mean, especially after he got the Undertaker's nod and everything, you know? Like, how shitty would it be? That's true. How shitty would it be for it to go any other way? And, I mean, honestly, LA Knight, I mean, he's not Max Dupree anymore, so we know he's going to be fine, so... I'll take the hit this time. <laughs> it has to be Bray, you know? Yeah. It, 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 the loss does more damage to Bray than it does to LA Knight. So yeah, Bray winning makes the most sense. All right. Then that's what we have for that, Bray. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I yeah. <laughs> I still love how I'm the only one who can get that right for some reason. <laughs> The Raw Women's Title Match: Bianca Belair defending against Alexa Bliss. I think. Hmm. Damn. See, I almost started to say Bianca, so then they can get her and Rhea revved up for the Rumble. But then Alexa Bliss is all crazy and in denial that Howdy's trying to help her. But then again, I could also see Howdy distracting her and then it costing her the match. I love how there's two different matches where Howdy's influence can cause something to go wrong. That is interesting. Like, that's very intriguing. It's two people who don't interact with each other, but they have that same fact in common with that, that they're both dealing with uh, Uncle Howdy. Do you think Alexa Bliss's demonic shenanigans are going to cost Bianca the match? I could see that if if Alexa Bliss wins, I could see that being the reason. Hmm. Kind of a tough one. I could just there's a lot, a lot of factors that go into this one. And it just depends on which one's happened. It's so hard because, yeah, that demonic shit is a wild card, you know? There's really no way to know for sure which way they're going to go with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see Bianca win just because I'd like to see Bianca make it basically to that year anniversary of her winning on the championship. Because you won it at WrestleMania last year, so like. So you want to see her go at least a year with? I don't know if they would though, you know. Like, who hasn't she faced so far that's left? I think yeah. I think when it comes to in this championship run, Rhea's the only person she hadn't fought. In fact, oh. yeah, when you look at it, her and Rhea outside of the rumble don't interact too often they could have been keeping away them away from each other for that 
because like they we've seen especially what maybe a month or two ago they've crossed paths a couple of times since uh Rhea joined up with judgment day so they've been putting little feelers out there that it could possibly happen very possible and from their past they put on really good matches so yeah i think i see bianca retaining it here She's gotten to the point where it's hard pressed to find somebody who can beat her. I'm gonna go to what what a Bianca retention on this one. And then we have Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the WWE Universal Undisputed Championship. Part three. Oh God! As much as I like Owens to win, I, I, I can't see Roman losing it yet. Especially with all the different plans I've heard getting bounced around for uh, for those two titles. Yeah, this probably is just another bump in the road for him, which is unfortunate because Owens is someone convincing to do it. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's Zayn at some point. Believe it or not, with the way he's been getting pushed. Yeah, I've heard Zayn bounced around. Obviously, we've been hearing, hearing Cody here and there. I've heard Rock's not going to be in ring shape for WrestleMania, so that's just not happening. Oh, boy. This, yeah, this, um... I could see Zayn definitely costing Owens it, because, I mean, Roman, Roman did say, like, Rumble's your final test, so. Yeah, I could see that being the way to kind of lay the groundwork for whatever Sami Zayn's plans are for WrestleMania. Yeah, I think the Tribal Chief keeps it here. It's going to be a banger, that's for sure, though. And then finally, we have the Men's Rumble, which also, we don't know everyone that's in it. We just have a general idea. A lot more than the ladies. For sure, we know Rey Mysterio, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes, Kofi Kingston, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross, Gunther, Austin Theory, and Omas. Yep, five of these guys in that group are previous Rumble winners. I think it's Cody. I think it's going to be Cody. Cody makes the most sense, but it's also the most predictable, you know? Yeah, but I guess with... It's, it's one of those things where I can see, even though a lot of fans are going to see it coming, it would still get a great reaction. It still makes the most sense. I know what you mean. Yeah. See, there, there's sometimes where, like, it's where you see it coming and it doesn't ruin it for you, and I feel like Cody would be one of those cases. Damn, it's hard really to think of anyone else who would be better suited for it, right? Right. <laughs> we know Omar's big ass ain't winning it, huh? Ah, fuck. Yeah, I can't. If they wanted to swing wild, 
we were just talking about not knowing what Sami Zayn's Mania plans are. What if Sami somehow wins the Rumble? That would be interesting. Because then that puts him in a weird spot. It's like, yeah, you made the Bloodline proud by winning the Rumble, but that means you get the Tribal Chief at WrestleMania. It would be interesting. Rollins would be interesting too, just because his past with Roman. Yeah, and he's a previous Rumble winner, so he knows. So he has the level of experience to be able to win it. One of those theory would be intriguing, and it would be the first case of a champion winning a Rumble. Nah, not theory. I don't don't think theory needs to win it. Yeah, theory's probably got Cena coming at Mania, so. I don't think Brock will win it. No. I've heard Brock might be declaring himself for the Rumble, but yeah, Brock's not winning it. Yeah. I can see them using the Rumble to kickstart their uh their 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 road into Mania though. Like maybe Brock eliminates uh maybe Bobby eliminates Brock and then gets him back for Monday. I think I'm gonna. I don't really have a direct prediction. I would say Cody if if Sami Zayn's not in it. Those two yeah. make the most sense. You know. Exactly. But yeah, guys, those are our predictions for the Rumble. Those are all the matches, right? Yeah, it's everything for now. Yep. Everything we know. If Sonya Deville is booked for a match, obviously I'm going with Charlotte, just in case that hasn't been booked yet. But if it happens, I'm going with Charlotte winning that one. I'm going to assume that's what you're going with too, right? Oh, of course. At this point, Sonya Deville winning anything, I just can't imagine. (laughs) She's been like the de facto bullet monkey for like six months. Yeah, absolutely. But who needs to win? Send out Sonya. So a couple quick stories before we get out of here because I know we haven't covered Rampage or NXT, but we will talk a little bit about them before we wrap up here. One of the things was the Ortiz and Eddie Kingston fallout on Rampage. Shivani, I appreciate the time that you're giving me, but I shouldn't be talking to you. I should be talking to Eddie. Eddie, how about you get out here and we handle this like men face to face? Wow. I second that. All right. Looks like Eddie was watching. Eddie was watching and he's charging toward the ring with a chair in hand. 
has the House of Black successfully driven a wedge between Kingston and Ortiz. Well, maybe we'll get new information. Maybe something will be settled. And Ortiz, he, he hadn't moved an inch until Eddie tried to get behind him. Ronnie should just leave. With all due respect, my friend. Now you want to talk to me? Huh? Talk to you back there? This is the only way to get your attention. What's up? No, what's up? Last week, you don't want to let me in the match. I get me. No, 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 no. I get me. Right? We fought before. We've done that song and dance before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going to hit a woman? Huh? You're going to hit a woman? And all world, you don't do that. You know that. You know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that how your mother raised you? Is that how your father raised you? I know for a fact that's not how they raised you. I know for a fact. Huh? You coming out here with a chair? To me? Huh? You know what? You know what? You, you, you know what bothers me the most? What would our mentors say? What would homicide say? Huh? You matter of fact, I know what he was saying. That you're a coward. That you're a coward. You're a fake tough guy. Yeah, you like going around, but oh my Damn. Deep in the gut. Oh my god. Now on the spine. I mean, I don't know about nobody else, but if I call Eddie Kingston a coward from a safe distance. You know what he's holding a chair in your face, right? What's up, George? This is your friend in that scenario. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, no, George, this didn't impact more than 100,000 people watch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the end of that alliance. The other thing that happened was Nikita Lyons. She tore her ACL and her meniscus. Again. So she's injured again. So they had to write her out of storylines again. No, no more cheeks. Again, she tweeted ACL meniscus are torn. This comeback is personal. Thank you to all who consistently show love and genuine support every week. You have no idea how much it means to me. Those of you who don't see the vision, thank you too. Stay, stay your ass right there. This is just another le lesson life needed to to teach. Love, light, and positivity always. And as always, Stark tweeted back. Don't worry, fans will find another ass to stare at. That was fucked up. Yo, is I'm, it just me, or is like the NXT parking lot the most dangerous place in the fucking world? It is, man. Even with that storm... Motherfuckers get jumped out here, motherfuckers get kidnapped. Yo, just stay in the building until the show's over. Even with that stalker gone, it's still a dangerous place. Like, like, like I'm telling you, NXT guys, buddy system, please. <laughs> so they Nancy Carrigan to her, like, like uh, King Quest said. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> I'm so mad, too, when you say it, all I hear is that one line from fucking I, Tonya. You fucker yet? Unbelievable. And then my favorite thing, as you guys know, Toxic Attraction has been having issues these past few weeks for anybody that's been watching, watching it. Yeah. The two of them have been uh, fighting over the fact that they uh, both want Roxanne Perez's title. 
proxy. And that situation finally culminates at the contract signing. Yeah, poor baby, dude. I love. Let's see if I can catch her face. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so oh hard my to god, catch you had face. it. You had it. Before they catch her. You know what you gotta do, right? Of course. If I could catch it. <laughs> Is that they're so fast? Right there. <laughs> Oh my god. She had a split second to think, oh fuck. They trick you. Toxic attraction still together. They swerved the shit out of her. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, sucks that that uh once again we have Nikita Lyons in. She's injury prone. As much as I like this girl, it's now not just that she got injured; it's now that she's injury prone. Stay your ass out that parking lot, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that fucking sucks though. Like, damn, dude. Unbelievable. And for anybody that missed it earlier, this was the Brock crashing. Um, and the other thing that, that uh, happened was the Bellas were upset. I don't know. Do you see the video? I've, I haven't watched, watched it, but like I've passed by like a million times. So this is what it is. Good memory on Raw. How didn't they showcase anything from the women's evolution? But also the way we did our matches so on Sasha Banks and they're like, we can't. And the Bellas, there's a bunch of us. In Mercedes there's... is too over, and we and can't say her name. There's a couple other girls and Ray. There's a bunch of us they don't want to show. That's fine. That's fine. That's... When you, you know. do what they don't want to do, it's they not don't what show you. Do. What you, do. you know, our... a good memory on Raw. How did they showcase anything from the women's evolution? But also the way we. So uh, apparently the, is over. No. The, the Bellas did fly out there, but I guess they didn't show up because there was due to differences over how they were going to be booked is allegedly what happened. So that's the first video that came out where she complained about the fact that they didn't mention Soraya. I mean, to be fair, they did cut even the Becky Lynch uh, uh, Bailey steel cage match in favor of the bloodline. Then Nikki, then then after that. There was a, a hashtag trending, hashtag WWE women deserve better trended overnight because of that Nikki Bella thing. So then Nikki responded once again the following morning. I remember when I first started watching Raw and I, as you all know, because some of you like to give me shit for it, that I wasn't a fan the day I was born. Um, but I remember when I started watching Raw before I got into wrestling and I was obsessed with the matches with 
Beth Phoenix and Candace Michelle and Melina and Mickey James. And, and that to me, for me and my era of wrestling, when I became a fan, that was raw to me. Um, and people have all their own memories, right? And that's why it's so important to have women represent because for so many of the fans, they have their different eras of China, of Lita and Trish, of um, Melina, Mickey, Michelle, Beth, um, Candace, the list goes on, of those incredible women of that era, then our era of AJ, Paige, Bree and I, and then so on. So I love that you guys are doing that hashtag, and I think you're going to start to see a lot of narratives play because people have to protect themselves, and you're going to get a lot of women blamed, and you're going to have people call them crybabies and all that, and it's like, no, we put in just as much as the effort and work, and all those women do, all of them from every era, every person, and by the way, not just women, men too, because I think there's some male superstars that can feel a way, but like anyone who ever walks down that ramp and gets in that ring, one, they're putting their body on the line, but they have a love and passion for the business, and everyone in any job, whether it's wrestling, whether it's showing up at a desk drop from eight to five, I remember when I first started watching Raw and I... Anyway, that's the shortcut. You guys can go look for it if you want the whole thing. Soraya tweeted and said, I love me some Bella Twins. They're my girls right there in response to that. So, what were your thoughts in regards to the complaints? The, the give Divas a chance 2.0. <laughs> I hated you called it that. You know, that's exactly what it is. But yeah, like it would have been nice to see a lot more of them because there were a lot of really cool Monday Night Raw moments that did feature the women. I feel I, I agree, and it is a shame that the bloodline ran long and caused the one thing that they had going to be short. If that is true, take that with a grain of salt. But if it is, that's rough. Yeah, that sucks. You know, and if they were going to be on there, though, and they weren't on there due to creative differences, then to be fair, they did make the attempt to get them on there. We don't know how they were going to be used. Obviously, they didn't like it. Maybe they just thought they were going to. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they were just going to be standing in the background during the, the APA thing in the back with the cards, the way they were <laughs> people, you know, maybe they feel like we're not going to do that. It could be something like that. The only way they, they wouldn't like the way they use if they were underutilized. Yeah, only thing you can imagine. Yeah, pretty much. Raw is XXX. Raw is Triple X. Brought in 2.344 million viewers. They point, beat SmackDown. Beat SmackDown with a 0.70 in the 18 to 49 demographic. 0.7. That's badass right there. You know, those are some money numbers. They make me proud. All right. I think we are good here. And we are clear. Yeah, absolutely done. And uh, with that being said, don't forget this upcoming Saturday, we are going to be doing the WWE Royal Rumble 2023 watch along. Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I believe, is when the kickoff starts. We will be in this chat room going through all of the different matches, having live voting, hanging out the way that we do for every single pay-per-view. And we're also going to, uh, of course, be back here next Thursday for the weekly wrestling news to go over all of the shows and everything that's happened and any news, the aftermath of the Rumble and Raw and everything else. 
Of course, this entire week, there's going to be regular streams, just standard Twitch streams. We're going to be playing some new games. Going to have to tune in to see what titles there are. And of course, we're going to be running our usual regularly scheduled games. So stay tuned for all of that. Thank you to everybody who hung out with us during this nocturnal time in your lives. TGIF officially when this show ends. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Bunch Live, episode 559, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dyer, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin Soglow Frazier, we're out of here. Happy wrestling, everybody. Yeah! Shut down. <laughs>